What up, nerds? This is For the Love of the Pod, episode 12, a show about sports, crime, sex, controversy, but mostly sports. I am your gone girl, Thomas May. Oh my god. And with me, as always, is the affable Aaron Mason, Dr. Brian Owen, and Nart. I really think that if you're making one up for yourself each week, you should just go ahead and do the due diligence to make one up for each of us, too. Oh, what? a Like a new nickname. Uh, a new nickname? Yeah. I just think it's... Okay, I, think I can it's, do that. Uh, I think it's only fair. I just that. did Gone Girl because I watched Gone Girl the other day. Great movie. So good. Uh, I love the line, the come on me tits. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, the girl with come on... I didn't know yes. I'd watched Emily Ratajkowski. Emily Ratajkowski. I didn't know that was her. And I was like watching the movie after not seeing it for like six years and was like, is that Emily Ratajkowski? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then you see her boobs. I forget you see her boobs. And they are nice. Lucky Ben They're, Affleck. Did you know? Fun fact. He <laughs> actually sucked on him. He actually told David Fincher to get. <laughs> To cast her in it. Oh, really? Yes. Smart man. I heard that. They were originally going to get Kira Knightley, and he's like, nope. <laughs> I don't remember who the other casting like options were, but yeah, I heard that um, on the rewatchables the other day. Um, instead of like uh, like the face shots, I forget what they call those. It was headshots. Yeah, instead of headshots, it was just, uh, just not busty yeah. enough, Clean not busty enough. <laughs> Um, That's a great, great point there, Brian. So I started watching this show. I can't remember when it was. I know it was Sunday night. It is called A Teacher. Yes. Yes. Okay. Dude. Okay. With uh, <laughs> Anna on. Kendrick? No, no. no Kate no. Mara. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, I saw the preview for that today. It's on Hulu. There's like four episodes now, I think. They released a fourth one last night. Yeah. Is it Hulu? It's yeah. It's Hulu. It is so bad, but so good. Like bad as in like just like... Like not. roll your eyes. So so Kate Mara basically she's a teach she's a new English teacher at this high school. It's supposed to be based in like Austin, Texas, Ooh. and she, it's all about her grooming a student for a oh, an affair. Oh, never mind. And it is weird, and it's it's interesting because uh, one of the guys, uh, one of the leads from God's Not Dead with Kevin Sorbo or Sabo or whatever's in it, and he looks like he's forty years old. And he's supposed to be an eighteen year old in high school, Oof. and they make jokes about it in the show, like, oh, at least I don't look like I'm thirty. And he's like, oh yeah, <laughs> like it's. You ever seen those lists of like uh, celebrities that played people much younger than them? Yeah. And like Rachel McAdams was like 26 or something when she was supposed to be playing like a 17, 18 year old in Mean Girls. Yes. Or no. maybe she was like 28 or something. It was like she something. Was in her late she was. 20s. She, she was that old. Yeah. yeah, yeah mean she Girls. Was older. Wow. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And hmm. she pulled it off. I mean, Michael Sarah can still play it at like a 15 year old. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Babyface, King Babyface. Him and Jesse Eisenberg. Dude. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg is like one of those timeless, and also Andy Milanakis. Yeah, yeah, he's got a, a disease. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Eisenberg's so weird because he had like that awesome performance in Social Network, and I literally I haven't seen him in anything where he's like that good. Have since. you not seen? Have you not seen? Um, uh, what, Thirty minutes or less? No, no, no. The the one where he uh, the, the art of Taekwondo. No. Oh, dude. I cannot so see he, him he, doing he, anything he, Taekwondo. He took, no, he took like a year and a half off or two years off, and this movie's called The Art of Taekwondo. And 
it is it it's almost like Karate Kid, but then it takes a huge turn. I don't know how to spell Taekwondo. T-A-E-K-W-O-N-D-O. And it gets super dark so fast. And wasn't it's, he, it's just, it, it's really good. Wasn't he it. also in uh, Silence? He's that in movie a new with he, Christian Bale? He's in a new movie, Vivarium, Silence. I don't know what That was the one where they're is. like uh, Christian missionaries in that's, Japan. Uh, Adam no, Di- that's Adam Driver. That's Adam oh, yeah. Driver. No, it's, I wasn't. Oh, Silence is Adam Driver and I know, no, he, I know he's in it. No, it's not Adam Driver. It's Adam Driver and then it's uh one of the guys that played Spider Man. Uh, Andrew, oh, Andrew, oh, Andrew Garfield. Garfield. Andrew yeah. Garfield. I always yeah. mix them up. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. And Liam Neeson. Another good movie. Yeah. yeah. Silence. Three hours long. I think it's Scorsese. No. Art of Self Defense. Yeah. Art of Self Defense. Came out last year. Okay. Yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. See what it's playing on. Yeah, I highly yeah, recommend Scors- it. But yeah, then yeah, then my yeah, opinion is subjective. So. No, it's not. Well, everybody's is. <laughs> it's the literal definition of <laughs> opinion. <laughs> my opinion is my own. <laughs> I guess it could be public opinion, but that would still be encompassing. That love that sound of you rubbing oh, my chest peppermint oil on your chest. Yeah, it's itchy. I'm sorry. While I stare at you in the eyes. Yeah, please don't. Is that peppermint oil? Is that a new snake oil that no, has been distributed by a new snake oil? <laughs> this is made from peppermint leaves, so ah. might not be made from snakes. Do you get that stuff for free? No, I pay for it. I pay for it every huh. month. I go through it. Is it expensive? Brian is currently lathering up Nathaniel's back with essential oils right this now. This is definitely I am, true. <laughs> I am now chopping off Phyllis's head with a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a fun day today, guys. We do. We got some things going on, right? Speaking of chainsaws. What? What? I don't know. Oh, this is another Thomas transition. <laughs> this is totally another good old. I thought Thomas I'd have transition. something. Speaking of After chainsaws, which are gonna cut down anything. for us? <laughs> Brian, Aaron, Nathaniel. <laughs> chainsaws could be like the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, mm. chainsaws are made from steel, and the Steelers are ripping through the National Football League. Fair. Definitely. Here's a the... when you have to explain the joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's every joke I make. Um. Can I ask you guys a question? I don't know. I know you have questions as well, um, but the Steelers are the only undebe- undefeated team, right? Mm-hmm. Are they the best team in the NFL, though? I don't this is a think c- so, but I don't think there is a team that's better than them at the yeah. same time, if that makes sense. They're the most well-rounded team to okay. where you can say, arguably, like, My, they can't Let be- me phrase it in a different way, real quick. If the NFL was uh, like the playoffs were set up like all the other major sports where you had, you know, seven game series Are the Steelers beating yes. one of the other teams 100%. in a seven game series, all the teams in the league. hundred percent. You think they're going to beat the Chiefs seven games against in a seven the Chiefs. game series? Yep. Huh? Okay. I think so. I actually take the Chiefs in that. I don't. And kind of like to your point saying that they're the most well-rounded team. I kind of agree on that, but also it doesn't seem like they have a game where they put all three phases of the game together at once they just will themselves to win every like just figure out a way to win their offense struggles their defense is shut down when their defense is giving up more than they normally do their offense steps up it doesn't seem like there's been a moment where all phases are just clicking they just figure it out Mm -hmm. i think there's definitely been games like that uh i can't point to one at the moment but like maybe just like maybe the cleveland game maybe the cleveland game that was just a complete domination all the way through but i think that's the only one i can think of 
Hmm. They played the Bengals, right? And yeah. Did they, they beat them thirty six ten? Yeah. They, yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's the Bengals. I'm, I'm talking about an actual like playoff contending team. I'm just thinking of teams they've played. You know, I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, I don't actually, feel like they've they do had, have a pretty good schedule. Well, they're they're three yeah, and zero in their division, and they've had to play Baltimore at least and. They beat Baltimore 28 I don't like Baltimore anymore. They beat the Titans 27-24. Baltimore makes the playoffs, but they're not a playoff I team. I don't like them. I just Yeah. I feel like Lamar is having that Robert Griffin III, Colin Kaepernick kind of situation right now. And I think it's I just, more uh, – I cannot think of their offensive coordinator, but he lasts a year and a half almost every time. People figure him out real quick, and he does not adjust. And you're you're seeing that right now. Yeah, well, I, I know exactly who you're talking about. I just can't remember. Greg Roman. Yeah, yeah. He he. So maybe they move on from him. They should. Literally, the only the only team this year that like I I would say actually has a valid chance of having beat the Steelers Dolphins. is the Bills. Oh, no. I was gonna say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They don't play the they don't play the Dolphins. Oh, oh, who? Okay, I sorry. They got Jags, Ravens, uh, football team. Win, then win. Bills, then Bengals, then Colts, then Browns. I want to see Dolphins versus they'll uh, lose one Steelers. Of, they'll though. lose one of the Browns or Ravens games just because division just shit. Yeah. yeah, but man, I could see them not. But I, yeah, I could see them you going. Don't want to go sixteen and zero. I could no, I don't think they will. <laughs> I think they'll go fifteen and one. But they're, they're going to go eighteen and zero and then play the New York <laughs> Football Giants and lose. And I will oh, never God watch bless. the NFL again. God bless, please. <laughs> I will never watch the NFL again. I will. Oh man, my head will explode. And another I'll die happy. another derby quarterback <laughs> in New York winning a championship. I'd be like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Tee. That's not happening. But no, because the uh, boy Cowboys are going to end up winning the division. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they're going to end up with Sunday a third you were pick. Praying no, they wouldn't. They're going to no, end up with a top third the top three pick. The Cowboys <laughs> are going to in fourteen. No. Yep. I seriously I, look you, at their schedule. I, I cannot see one. At way. the end of at the end of the season, all you will get from me and Brian is ye, ha. No, no, ye, and I, I can't stress this enough, ha. <laughs> Yeehaw. Okay. <laughs> but the emphasis on the ha. Okay. Yeah, we got. I felt it. like okay. I did that, no, and then yeah, you silenced heard. me. We felt it. Yeah. No, because I, you didn't stress it enough. So, um, what are some of the other games? I don't know that... I don't know about games, but I had oh. something that's worth, I think, an honorable mention. Are you going to look at me while you're, do- while you're looking at me? No, it's just... Uh, do you have well, some I'm just making story? eye contact because I care about you. Yeah. You have some story? I do, actually. Why'd you blow me a kiss? That's so, uh, weird. That's the first time. And speaking of firsts, I think we all have had a lot of firsts that are very memorable. Such as my first BJ that was in a... Uh, oh, my God. In a vacant house. I won't a disclose vacant who- house? Oh, you had a... Blow job in there? Uh, there was this house that we used to sneak into in the corner of, oh details my God. of Peter's Colony in Fernow Lane, and we all used to sneak in there. Like, it's like a crack house. Like, or something? No, it was like it was for sale. Wait, that's not the one that's it's not the, the one. Way. It's not the one by that my. Jeff it's, fell it's, into it's, the it's, pool. <laughs> it's not the one by my old house. It's, okay. it's it's one down the street from my old house, and we used to sneak in there. Either with, way, like, sketchy. Kevin Yamaguchi and like. Oh, Kevin Yamaguchi. Um, but I won't disclose this girl's name. But yeah, first PJ in there. Uh, I remember the first time that you know I had a whiskey coke. I remember like. Oh. My first slice of cheese pizza, but these are weird things to remember. This well, minus the BJ. I remember my this, first baseball game. This surprises me because, um, between between the NBA and the NFL, yeah. uh, two leagues that have been dominated by like 
very, very talented, like black individuals um, for the first time in NFL history is having their first all black NFL officiating crew to work next week's Monday night football game. Very exciting. Mm. I saw that. Like, I never even thought about that. I didn't even and know about I, that. I thought that would have, like, I thought that probably had already happened, but this is the first time in NFL history that there's an all black officiating crew. Who's the main guy? I don't know if I love him, but the, he, he, he's just like a well-known, um, ref. Yeah. The, 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 the crew will be, Super Bowl. The, they're led by Jerome, Bo- uh, Bodger or Bogger. Um, That's gotta be Boger. But Bo- Boger, maybe. Is that how you pronounce Jerome that? I think Boger. so. Can I ask real quick? Jerome Boger. For what reason are they doing this? Is it just by chance? It's just or by is chance, it, I think. Did they... Yeah. I okay. think it's 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 a little bit by chance, but there's also... Um, so, Perry Perry Fuel, Al Riveron, and Burl Toer, Toler Wait, Perry are, Fuel? are minority representatives of, of, the, uh, huh. of the officiating committee for the oh, NFL. Yeah. So, that they decided before the season to make an emphasis on having this done. That's cool. So, I think it was coordinated, but it also is like, hey, like, I think it was more like, hey, this doesn't happen. Like, let's make oh. a point of having this happen. It makes sense to do it on, you said it's yeah. Thursday night? Um, the first uh, Monday Night Football. Oh, okay. Next week. I was going to say, it makes sense to do it uh, Thursdays to be uh, two teams led by black quarterbacks, too. Yeah. Perry is. Who's playing Thursday? Seahawks and Cardinals. Oh, okay. Yeah. That'd be great. That'd be an awesome game. Again, we get that again. No, yeah, Perry Fuel is the senior VP of officiating administration. I didn't, I didn't know that. He used he to was, be University of Buffalo's head coach. I think when Mac was there, he was the uh, Giants defensive coordinator for four years. Won a Super Bowl with us. I thought you won both of yours with Steve Spagnola. No, just the first one, oh. or uh, not the first one, but because you brought uh, him back, didn't you? For eighteen to one, one. Uh, he was there for another season, and then he went somewhere else, and then we brought him back recently. Mm. That was like that eh, was like four or five years ago. He did okay. Um, but yeah, that's, that's super exciting. It's Bucks uh, Rams, I think, right for Monday. So I think that'll is, be a good game too. I hope it is. It's between the Los Angeles Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Yep. I have the Rams there. They've been consistent. I do too. I like the Rams a lot. The Buccaneers have been very hot or cold. Yeah, totally agree. I like the Rams a lot. The Rams have. Is the Rams? I'm sorry, Rams Tempe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rams got that game. It's gonna be Ram Ranch. Oh, well, (laughs) yeah, brother. That's our intro song next week. Oh God, (laughs) please. But also, you know, Please. Tom Brady hates pressure up the middle, and you got Aaron Donald on the other side. That's just not good. I can't wait to see Aaron Donald say Tom Brady. So He's going to be so happy. He's just going to blame his entire <laughs> offensive line, cry about it, and then be like, throw his hands up, and then walk off to the sideline. What did you say like Sunday? He, you were like, I never noticed how much of a crybaby Tom Brady was. Yeah, was I think he never said, noticed that. I, I never he, noticed he, it that much. Him and Aaron Rodgers are the worst. Oh no, I know, and I know. Him like, and Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so like, like Aaron Rodgers, I get. Everything. I'm cool with Aaron Rodgers with it because he's just like pissed off most of the time. Like, like pissed off, like yelling and stuff. Like Brady just like makes faces and Brady's just kind of like a whiny bitch. Yeah, it's I, like aggressive. it's whining though. Yeah. I can't stand with Aaron Rodgers because he like. If if there's like a series of bad calls, he is always buddying up with the refs and like yeah. trying to sell them on stuff. And it's I get really that. it's really frustrating to me. It's like Rivers does that too, and like they do the NBA. All like the time. I don't mind that as much. I, it's just the like the passive aggressiveness that it looks like Brady's Brady. letting yes, off that I, actually, I can't stand. I was actually thinking about this last night during the during the game and all that. There was not many penalties called and all that. And I think part of that frustration could come from just the lack of consistency. 
You have oh, yeah. you have one game where they're calling everything, and then the next game that you come into, they don't call anything, and that definitely can like this throws is bullshit. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it throws you off, at, at, like a coaching staff and as a player, especially a quarterback. You're just like, what the fuck am I getting this like, week? Personally, I like the idea of certain certain refs like. There's going to be refs that uh, call a more defensive game. They call a more offensive game, but they don't have that consistency week to week to week. Like, I don't have a problem with a ref who is like, I'm not calling DPI there because I never do. But you can look at their whole entire record, and it seems like you don't call it here except when you want to, and that's kind of bullshit. Yeah, it's it's annoying. It's, it's like situational discernment. It's like, okay, when is this, like, an applicable moment to do so? versus not when it can be blatant versus very soft or very soft versus blatant well i mean and it's like you just decide to do that out of the blue and it's been going on for the whole game a good example of that is um as a cowboys fan think it back to the cowboys versus rams there's been push yeah, off the like jalen ramsey oh, yeah. flop yeah yeah how do you how is that not at least hey this is going to be a replay of the down yeah, how is it not Monty Ginobili that? that shit or not the or even also i think that same week like three times we saw a different uh hit on defenseless receivers calls that were complete horseshit what is defenseless yeah exactly like they were just complete horseshit calls but they they were all like the ones that were looked more obvious were not getting calls and ones that were clearly not um were getting calls yeah and there's just no transparency no no consistency i think and shading sucks I, i honestly think that like players, like coaches, officials should be fined for like there needs to be some kind of there needs to be some kind of uh like contingency plans review board review board of like independent first and foremost, it needs to be a full time job year round. Yeah. Where they're for sure. constantly reviewing film, constantly going, Hey, I missed this call or what made me decide to make yeah, that call? Yeah, but that already happens though. No, it doesn't. They, yes, they, do. they, all... they have they have summits where they go in and review yeah, certain but they're things also... to make sure they're on the same page. But most but... of them are all lawyers that yeah. also practice law. Well, yeah, I'm not saying it's, I'm not I'm not negating the fact that it's not a it's not a full time job, but there still is prior to the season summits for them to go and make sure that everyone's on the same page to a to attempt to have some sort of consistency in terms of like league wide, like this is what we want, this is what we want to implement. Yeah, but so to that same degree, hey Aaron, do you remember what you did in June? It should. I mean, you shouldn't have some sort of like hindsight twenty twenty thing because it's more so of like what's in the moment. Day. Let's focus on what's in the moment because you're supposed to be just a robotic character that just does what you're told to do versus like that's thinking what you- about things and analyzing things and. Well, I feel like if you're conditioned to see this as a penalty, you will see it as a penalty. I think you can make the decision hmm. to separate that. Like, if 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 you're used to doing things by the status quo based oh, on cool. the rules of what they're subjected to be, then I think that if, if they're already ready to do this, then they're going to make the change to do so in according to what NFL rules and regulations and policy wants to establish. I don't think there's going to be, like, subjectivity with... I don't know. That's just my... But how do you get Thought to that point? That. By these summits. I think But they of... do the summits, and it's not working. So I'm saying, what do you do as a change? And that's where I'm like, the more you see what 
the NFL defines as a pass interference. But you see it. You see it though, because uh, stuff, stuff that would be that traditionally that would be rough in the passer is no is is, is no longer rough. Or things that wouldn't be rough in the passer are now rough in the right. passer, and people have made so it goes both ways. So in things my, that weren't penalties are now penalties, and it's over. You, so over Brian, hyper. In my that's opinion, a good way. Brian, you're saying that the the refs should just watch film all summer long. No, I think that it should be a full time job. You should have like discussion things and all that. Like what, Impro- what, what, to improve. Yeah, what what he's talking about, like so. I go and review old film and I go, Hey guys, this is now roughing the passer. It wasn't called then, Hey, you're on this team. Like you're on this roughing team right here. And you guys didn't call it. I need you to start understanding that this is something to be called. Hmm. I wonder if there's like any accountability measures. Well, that's what he was talking about. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying earlier is like there, I, I do think that there should be at a certain point, like fines imposed for like certain, you know, amount of bad calls, but I mean, I, I that was one thing that frustrated me so much about like them trying out challenging pass interference calls for one year, and, and then, then taking and it. then doing away with it because they were like, oh well, they never get overturned. Well, they never get overturned because the people that are reviewing them are part of the same fraternity that's on yeah, the field. It's almost like a coup. So yeah. like, if yeah. you're like, it should be an independent third party that's reviewing that New York, and has nothing to do with what you know. They should be literally watching the broadcast not not communicating with the refs at all and like uh if it gets sent to new york then they're just literally telling them their decision yeah this is new york's decision if the ref wants to go against that that's his call because he still is the head officiator but you continue to do that there's there's repercussions for that you you're gonna face fines you're gonna face less time maybe you'll get demoted or something like that sure yeah and i think honestly I, i've been saying this for years for 45 minutes like my mom did i've been, I've been saying this for years <laughs> yeah just power plays with less refs on that <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm but i've been saying this for years I, I literally think that everything in football should be challenged should be able to be challenged just like you would totally lose agree. a time just like you would lose a timeout like if you if you lose a challenge so i mean like you're not going to challenge just the simple holding call or the simple but like, yeah, like if it's clearly not like a hit on defensive, uh, defenseless receiver, or if it's clearly not like a uh, a pass interference, or they get it wrong and like they completely miss pass interference. Like, I'm thinking about that though. Like, if everything is challengeable, the pace of play would be, yeah, be so like, much well, no, you're faster. Still, you're still limited Everybody to the three challenges. Per, you're still limited to the three challenges per half. It's just you're able. You have the discernment. Well, you said to, unlimited. No, I think it should be. What is it now? You get it's, one. It's you get three, one challenge. Three challenges per or two challenges per half. Yep. Okay. So two challenges per half. Well, you, if can, you lose you can it, you can use three. anything. You can use three and a half if you win the first two in the first half. No, you get you and get you two. Can, you get three timeouts and two challenges. And a yeah, half. I know. So you use two of them. You win both of them. You then get awarded a third, and you can still use that third within that half. If you win both your challenges, you get a third challenge. Yeah, coaches have only two challenges at their disposal for a game, but get a third if the first two. Yeah, are okay. Successful. So it's three for game. I, mean, okay. I thought it was one per half, but I guess it is one per half. Well, or you can use uh, you can use two in the first half. If yeah, you, you can to, use two in the first half, and if I you win both, you half. can. Okay. Yeah. Do you know how so much? I don't should... think that would change it that much because honestly, like you saw how stringent it, or how like uncommon it was that coaches uh, threw challenge flags for pass interferences. It was literally like because well, they saw the writing on the wall. It's not going to get overturned. It's not worth me wasting it. Yeah. Yep. And it probably would get overturned more often, but like, yeah. I mean, I don't think that you should. Like, yeah. Worst case scenario, you get one extra challenge a game. Mm-hmm. That like most most. I'd have to look at the numbers, I be, but I don't think that, 
like I would I'd say, say maybe one. Half. I would say one challenge maybe gets used. One to two challenges get used per like any given game. I say three the per most. half. They don't carry over. You don't get extra ones. I think it's a great idea. Three yeah. per half. They don't carry over. You don't I'm, get extra. I'm gonna call I'm Goodell. Gonna, I'm gonna text. Yeah, I'm gonna text Goodell here in, here in a sec. Do you guys know Dude, how I'll, much a I'll NFL hit him up on ref WhatsApp. makes? On what? I think <laughs> like a hundred and twenty-five thousand. Hundred twenty-five thousand. I was gonna say one hundred and sixty to two hundred. One hundred and sixty. One hundred and sixty. Okay. Two hundred and forty-five. All right. Uh, it's two hundred and five. Okay. That's the average. That's pretty. I mean, that's and the they're average lawyers, too. That's the These guys average. are rolling in the money. That's, that's the some average. pretty good money for a zebra. Well, no, I mean, you have good. to think about that. That that includes the people that are just now starting out. Yeah. Who are probably making on the lower end. I know. Yeah, but that's. I mean. I don't know. Hold on. I'll look highest at this. highest paid ref currently. This is sporting news. Thank you for citing your sources, Thomas. Up from an average. Yeah, it doesn't say. Hmm. Oh wait, no, yeah, it doesn't say. <laughs> it's a it's a nonprofit, so they don't have to disclose. Really? Uh, lame. Ooh, look at church. Yeah, the NFL is literally a church. They own a day of the week. Um, do do we want to talk about any specific game? Pacific games. Uh, I think. I don't think there was any games that were very interesting this week at all. Yeah, I don't Not think so. Not one either. single one. I have a team, though. That's kind of baffled my mind. I was joking. Oh, so like, no, yeah. I know, oh, you were? No, not a game, uh, but well, a there team. Was, <laughs> no, there we do was have one to talk about a play. very <laughs> fucking awesome game. That entire game play. was awesome. I didn't get to watch Bills, the game. Cardinals, I watched the entire thing. It was awesome. Well, I didn't. I literally thought the Bills were going to win that game, but... They probably should have if it wasn't for absolute magic. So what was better? We all know what we're talking about. The, the Cardinals-Bills game. What was better, the throw or the catch? The catch. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the catch is always better. Three, the throw, three defenders. Though? The throw the, was the amazing. The throw was, yeah, great. But, but I mean, going up against three defenders? Like, going to I mean, your left. Whenever I first saw that, I, I 100% was thinking, wow, the Buffalo Bills blew this. And then I watched the replay, and I'm like, holy crap, no, Hopkins saved this. Yeah, for sure. Fantastic, I I had chills, I like shed a tear. Yeah, you texted both of us. It's yeah. it's worth a second round pick, man. <laughs> Literally, all I was getting on Facebook and stuff, I was like, the Texans got a second round pick for this guy. Yeah, like what the fuck? Yeah, and a first round pick gets you the second to last. And who doesn't have touchdown. a job anymore? Mm-hmm. Right, Bill O'Brien. Yep, uh, just they should have just gotten fired after he did that. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't. Like what like that Well, what their new GM yeah. that they just hired, Bill Belichick, is going on like a little like rant about how this guy's not a personnel person and I'm like, so the Giant or the Texans are making the same mistake again. Again. It's a terrible organization. Woof. Yeah. Really are. Houston just needs to sink into the sea. <laughs> they pretty much are. I mean JJ Watt will be gone. A couple more hurricanes. That is mean. Uh, I should have said that. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's fucked up. I'm sorry for our Houston listeners. That was really mean. We don't have any. Houston it was really listeners. insensitive. I take it back. Look <laughs> <laughs> we'll at tornadoes. Well, karma will come back. Houston Texans owner. I know it's an older lady. It's we talked about this like f- four weeks ago, five weeks ago. It's McNair. That's all I know. Yeah. Her it's McNair. Yeah, her she husband died. He was just like anybody's grandma. He was the owner and GM, and so he died, and so Bill Bill O'Brien took over. Wow. All right, Aaron, what was the thing you want to talk about? 
the thing you wanted to say? The thing. What was it? What was the team? What was the thing? Uh, yeah. Wait, so is what, it my hat? What NFL team started out the first six weeks five and one and has lost lost four consecutive? Oh, uh, the Bears. Yeah, yeah the so Bears. The Bears. So Nick Foles <laughs> carted off with an injury. I heard that. Uh, is, uh, is it Matt Nagy? Is their head coach? Yeah. Yeah. So he they came out and said it's not as serious as as what was anticipated. Yeah, he was a negative for a uh, hip fracture. So he's uh. Is what they thought it was. He's not going to start this week, obviously, but because uh, they have a bye week. Negative. Um, that's bad, good right? reason. Or is negative. Negative in the medical good. terminology is good. I, I tested positive Negative's for. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So uh, Mitch Trubisky has been out for a couple weeks with a right shoulder injury. So I now they have like their practice squad quarterback. That is scheduled Bray, to potentially, yeah. I, I still feel like the Trubisky injury is not actually an injury. It's just like letting them down slow, like softly. Why would they do that though? With the divisional game with Green Bay no, no, coming I'm, up, I'm saying when they first put him on the IR. Oh, oh. It, it was just like, hey, dude, we're gonna make it seem like you have an injury instead of like you're getting cut. Yeah. For who, Trubisky? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's 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 looking pretty grim. For Chicago, we'll uh, give them Ben DiGucci for a third. <laughs> ben DiNucci. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I, I like. A I third? remember a month I ago I was talking about them. And I was that. a little excited about <laughs> what they had in store, and now I'm just kind of like, oh fuck. I will so. take no, they really, the they really started off. They started like, five and one. Yeah. yeah. So I remember they started off five and zero, oh, I think, and then they lost. No, four they, straight, they right? lost their they lost their fourth game to oh, Indianapolis, okay. 1911. Okay. I remember in the preseason talk, I was talking about how I don't feel like San Francisco's defense is going to be as good because their offense has been horrible. Instead, I kind of feel like that's what the Bears are like. Their defense has started to just not collapse, just they're a little bit more undisciplined. They're taking penalties that they normally wouldn't be taking. Just because, like, it's just frustrating to, hey, look, I stopped this team that has a really good offense uh, from scoring, and then my uh, my offense goes onto the field and just sucks ass. Yeah, you asked. They us average the- seventeen points a game. Like it's yeah, it's they have to be on the, the defense has to be on the field so much. Yeah, it, it's demoralizing. Yeah, you, you asked the other night if you thought. Adam Thielen was going to have 40 points in fantasy. No, I was joking about that. No, I know you're joking, but I actually like Googled. was like, how good is the Bears defense? And when I Googled it, this was Sunday. They were in the top 10 in scoring and no, they're one a couple of the other best things. But defenses in the they're, they're in the top 10 in they scoring just can't because keep of doing it. Like, I think you're I think, rated number three defense overall on 30th in yeah. offense right now. Their pass rush really? is awesome, but I think, oh, I think their scoring defense is more because they're like special teams. Oh. Yeah, because they don't turn of, it over much. And uh, freaking what's-his-name with all the freaking uh, kickoff returns, Cordell punt Patterson. returns. Yeah, Cordell Patterson yeah. tied the record last night for – He will beat it. Yeah, he will. In, a, sure. in He's an awesome. era where kickoff returns – Against his old team, happen. too. Like, that's got to feel so awesome. Yeah. Well, looking at their next their next few weeks, like they have Green Bay, Detroit, Houston, Minnesota, Jacksonville, Green Bay. I think they only win two more games being Houston and Jacksonville. And then they, they lose could beat the Detroit. I think Detroit beats them, but we'll we'll see. Somebody's got to go to the playoffs in the NFC, man. Like <laughs> NFC North, it can't is, be four I mean, NFC, NFC West West teams. It won't be. Yeah. Tampa Bay is gonna. It's gonna be Tampa Bay is the third. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. I still think Carolina has a chance to push up. They're like they're three and seven. That's now? one thing I'm but thinking. Still, about. like we're Carolina- three and six. I still think that they have a chance. They're three and seven. Oh, they are three and their seven. Their division, they're one and four, so I don't think they'll be able to get a wild card spot with their divisional record if I think they've played have they played all their divisional games already? Yeah, I don't 
think Atlanta's going to be able to make the late season push. Vikings maybe, but they have to they have to just keep whipping them off. It's literally three NFC West teams I'm looking at it now. The, yeah, sorry, I don't know why I said the Panthers. Yeah, no, I know that, but I'm saying I don't think the 49ers will be a fourth team is what I'm saying. It's going to have to be Jesus Tampa Bay. Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, I was just uh, speaking of the Bears, I didn't realize the Panthers have lost five in a row. Yeah, yeah. but it's been clo- – well, except for this last yeah. game, it's all been close games. Yeah. Their point differential is only, you know, 40, ne- 40 points. 30, yeah, yeah uh, Kansas I, – <laughs> Kansas City has a point differential of plus 103, and then somebody has an like, – and then the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, I think Tom has opened up with them. They have a plus 100. That's crazy. <laughs> How about like, the 6-3 and three Cleveland Browns being negative 16? Negative 28. Oh, it's 28 now? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Oof. I don't math. <laughs> this, Me neither. Do the Browns make it make it to the playoffs this year? You think? No, the AFC is too tight. You don't well, think? They okay, could what, what's? I mean, they could. What's they the AFC team? spot. I mean, you got Baltimore. Steelers, well, no, I'm saying actual wild cards. You oh. got Baltimore. Maybe the Dolphins. Are you talking about then, for uh, wild card? Then the maybe the Vegas or Vegas Raiders. One of the Colts or Titans are going to get You're a wild right. card. I forgot yeah. about them. Yeah, they're both six and three. So yeah. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying the Browns can't, but... Cleveland would have to sneak in there. Yeah. And well, I honestly... And I I would bet on the Dolphins more than I bet on the Browns. The oh, the Dolphins look yeah. so good right now. There are four 6-3 and three teams in the AFC. Yeah. Yeah. There are four... Th- uh, <laughs> three, three and, and six. Seven. Yeah, there's yeah. two 3-7 and seven and two 2-7 two and seven teams in the NFC. Although there's an 0 and 9 and a 1 and 8 team in the AFC, so I don't know. By the way, uh, after this week, um, Bai is now 1 and 9 versus football teams. Okay. With their win over the Cowboys. Uh, what about the Jets as well? No. no. I'm pretty sure the bye week beat the Jets. Adam Gase would manage to screw that up. I just want him to get fired so they can just like luck into winning two games. That's why against the, division teams. I don't think I don't think New York's gonna win another game, but like want, they're not gonna win a game. That's why they're I not gonna fire games. They have the Chargers, Dolphins, Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Browns, Patriots. They the, the Patriots tra- are gonna are gonna play hey. the Jets and they're gonna look like a fucking Super Bowl contender against the Jets. They, hey, game. I'm they telling can you this beat right the now. Chargers. I'm I'm I don't. I'm <laughs> the Chargers <laughs> find a way to lose. Yeah, they do. They took over. They took over the Jets. Do too. They took over the Falcons spot for that. I will say this though. I will literally. I know I said this before. I will do it. I will do it. You can. You guys oh will record it and put it on God. social media. We already are recording it. I will yes, literally shit my pants. Oh my God. You've already said this. I'm you saying. I, I'm it. saying. I promise. I will shit my pants if we somehow get the first round. Uh, first this overall. This is pick. recorded, so we can go back to that. Bernie, Actually, if you're listening, text Nathaniel and say. I will shit my pants on the golf course mid swing. Actually, speaking swing, mid swing. Speaking of, um, I'll have to like start a little bit and then start swinging. Will you invite me to play golf that day? Yeah, really. Speaking of the Chargers, the grimace on your face. um, (laughs) Speaking of the Browns, well, no. Speaking of the Chargers, there's three teams that have yet to uh, lose a game by more than one, or yeah, by more than one score. That's the Steelers, who have not lost a game. The Chiefs, who are eight and one, and then. 
the Chargers at two and seven. <laughs> two and seven. But they have not lost a single game yikes. by more than one score. That's good, right? No, no, it's not. <laughs> that's good, Big right? Yikes. That's they, always, why, they always keep it close. That's why I say I could see the Jets winning this game somehow. I've got one more thing for myself, and I don't know what y'all guys have, but uh I was reading today, and I know this has like been an ongoing going story, so it's probably not news to y'all, but DeAndre Baker, that whole deal. Ooh. So uh <laughs> on Monday, it came out that the prosecuting attorney that represents the defendants, uh, not defendants, the people, uh, the prosecutors, don't, don't. Uh, got uh, in well, huge, right. huge trouble whenever they found out that he was pretty much like blackmailing DeAndre Baker out of like $800,000 for trying extortion. to uh, yeah, extort him for $266,000 per alleged victim in that robbery that happened with DeAndre Baker. And is it, was it Quentin Dunbar or... Uh, yeah, Quentin yeah, Dunbar. Quentin Dunbar. Yeah. And apparently Dunbar's charges have been dropped and Baker's charges have been dropped. So now it's like an internal NFL investigation to see if he gets reinstated or not reinstated. If he signs with another team, that if he will face any sort of disciplinary action. But as of right now, the guy's off scot-free. He shouldn't. That'd be like, kind of I bullshit. I don't think he faces anything. Yeah. Uh, I hope that Jerry Jones signs him. <laughs> he just got screwed uh, out uh, of the I hope Jerry Jones signs him. He, Why? uh... DeAndre I mean, Baker, because yeah, by the way, top prospect out of good. Georgia that hasn't really had much time to materialize into a player that could be good. Yeah, yeah. I agree. He, he, he he get him when you have him, like, but but I don't know if I want like Nolan's stain on him. Like, I mean, I'd prefer to get him after. Diggs looked fucking awesome up until getting injured, or at least the last three weeks. He, well, then Shadobe is yeah. coming back, but we all yeah. know what. But Chidobe I'm saying, is. like, imagine next year, like three young corners that we we have not been a team that has had good corners since. Outside of Byron Jones, really, Deion Sanders like twenty years ago. Yeah, but oh, yeah, apparently he's uh, apparently he was visiting the Chiefs today, or it was reported today he's visiting the Chiefs this week. How Baker? The Chiefs have yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that, that was fast. Yeah, and he said shit. he said yesterday too though that he would love a reunion with the Giants. Like he'd love to go back there. Oh, that's good. But uh, we we could use a number two for sure. We'd love him back, but we don't have his rights or anything. Uh, so. Speaking of Giants and cornerbacks, because I, I want to shed on Wentz some, he had a 39.6 uh, QBR whenever he was throwing to Bradbury. <laughs> he continued to do it eight times. <laughs> Why can't you learn? Like, Just wanted to test him, man. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's competitor. Because it's scientifically proven that redheads are not very good quarterbacks. Jason Garrett, crappy quarterback. Carson Wentz, crappy quarterback. Andy Dalton. He Mediocre has, quarterback. No, he has the I'm Andy Dalton. I'm so glad you didn't say my name. That was nice. But, um, you Thomas, can't throw a football. Was so you can't throw a Thomas, correct, <laughs> was correct me if I'm wrong. You guys don't really have a cornerback, too. We 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 have a bunch of guys we keep trying out, but no. Yeah. We have a bunch of good defensive backs, but not like so a true why would you, outside number two. Why no. would you just not try Bradbury? I don't, I don't get it. Oh, you said corner. I think you said quarterback. No, I mean, corner, corner, corner. Colt McCoy. I not understand what you were saying. No, yeah, we don't have a true number two. You're right. Yeah. We have a bunch of – we actually have, like, four really good slot corners. But I would just 100% really say weird. whoever's on Bradbury's side, no reason to throw to him. I agree. Unless that it's guy is down. wide open. Yeah, it's a shutdown corner. It, you're either not getting uh, a completion, you're getting a uh, uh, pass interference, or you're getting picked off. It's pretty much every single time. It's pretty cool. Uh, Giants are on a two-game winning streak, by the way, guys. That's, I'm telling keep it, you. Keep it going. You guys, I, I recall, keep winning playoffs. as many as you want to win. I recall last week when you were saying, no, yeah. we're going to have a top five pick. And I kept saying, no, you're not. 
There's a guaranteed win out of the Cowboys game. And then Thomas is like, I'd gladly trade that top five pick for a first round exit. Dude, I'm telling you, I, <laughs> in, I am tired of picking a dirty the top quarterback 10. Does so well we in the We pick in the top again. 10 every fucking year other than 2016. You know, every ask, fucking year. Ask Jacksonville about that. I, I don't. I mean, they look, they're awful. What do you yeah, mean? Ask I know, because they literally sell off all their first round picks. Yeah, I don't want that. Or their busts. Yeah, yeah I want to go to the playoffs. Thank you. Okay, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, you enjoy this season. Let's know how the... Let's know how the... Shut the, up. The let Patriots us, go to the oh, playoffs every guess, year. What I was going to say, let us know how the divisional round goes, but it they actually would get to the divisional round. Yeah, we'd have a home playoff game. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's wild card weekend. Huh? That's wild card weekend. They won't get to divisional unless Oh, yeah, they win. you're right. Yeah, oh, we, true. But we, yeah. Would, we would host a playoff game. Yeah. yeah. I just... In New York City. Or New Jersey, really? It, it scares me that it, like somehow you guys get in and then you go on a run. I will actually cry. Not, the first team to win the Super Bowl with a sub five hundred record. Super <laughs> Super Bowl? No, it would be the Super of Bowl against the, the, the Super Bowl against the uh, Steelers, and Daniel Jones would have more uh, pick sixes than completions. And they still win the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because we get another 10 pick sixes as well. Yeah. yeah. Ben only throws to uh, Bradbury. <laughs> I heard this guy is not that good. <laughs> oh, I guess I should have read the scouting report. Oh, uh, well, well. It's fine. Do you guys have any more football things you wanted to football about? That's a very annoying noise. Uh, no, I don't. No, that was good. That. I um, keep doing that, actually. That felt good in my ears. Doesn't? Yeah. No. no did, uh, did you guys hear about uh, the um, Antonio Brown stuff too? Though? Oh yeah. Especially the. Uh, I didn't know if you want to talk security about security cameras. I mean, it's I interesting. I literally just heard about it before I came over here. Apparently, the HOA is not pressing charges and whatnot. He moved into Tom Brady's house last week. Yeah. And weird. Apparently, it was horseshit. What the dude was saying. All the neighbors like corroborated that he didn't actually do anything like crazy well yeah the hoa came out the president of the hoa is like oh he's an upstanding like citizen member of our community and like we're uh, really glad uh, that like that tampa far. bay won uh, the game last week and yeah it wasn't it like what's he gonna say he's like it, oh yeah we don't want antonio brown to tampa bay wasn't it like a, he had a friend come in the visit and they're he's having an issue getting him through the security booth so he rode his bike over there and like threw it against the building was cussing the security guard out and stuff yeah dude he's fucking crazy ever since he got hit by burfacet man yeah like, he's been like off his rocker yeah <laughs> Like, I have a list. Things have been wrong. I have a like a, a timeline. I have a Reddit post timeline. We should read off sometime. I'm not going to go through and find it right now. Um, if I if we had thought we were going to talk about this, I would have pulled Good old it up. Mr. But Big it's literally like a list down the line of like how awesome of a of a player and like teammate and locker room guy Antonio Brown was uh, with the Steelers, and then the hit happened. And then, like, it's a timeline of all the fucking incidents. That's amazing. Yeah, man. I feel it's like, like serial killers. I feel yeah. like Michael Thomas is going to get that way very quick. Yeah. Mm. Oh, he's on. Yeah, he's on a hot route. Yeah. Down that, we all that said. Line. We all said last week he's he's getting traded in the off season. What if Antonio Brown becomes a serial killer? You yeah. ever hear well, that? Well, we'll cover it. We'll cover serial it in killers. twenty twenty yes. years. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Antonio Brown, the I ninety five serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Or whatever roads in Tampa Bay. I, don't I think know. 95 does run all the way from oh, does Florida <laughs> up to like New York State. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, got some big shoes to fill, Antonio Brown. You guys got any more uh, football things to pontificate about? Oh yeah, actually, I think I got more stuff to talk about. Um, I have 30 here, me, line items here. Let me uh, <laughs> let me just go to NFL.com, pull up an article. Coming um, up next, we got 
Thomas May, the LeBron James of uh, Nathaniel's pool for uh, did you water guys volleyball. know? Did you guys know that next week is a week eleven? Yeah. That's a good story. We should all wow. talk about that. Oh right my God. <laughs> we got huge Boy, basketball May. shorts. Huge basketball. Thomas shorts. May. Hey guys. Uh, the Thomas so May. this is the fun time. Cuckable. In NBA. Yes, Brian. I, I was going to ask if we could lead off with Houston because I. I'm oh, not that's done. the end. Uh, end I'm with not Houston. done shitting on Houston. Oh no, now. we'll we'll do some fun shitting on Houston. I have a, actually a very interesting story about Houston. I don't know why I said it like that. Just but, because you think it's interesting doesn't necessarily mean that we oh, will. Well, you it's might. Very subjective. It's controversial, <laughs> I will say. But um, and here we are a show about sports, crime, sex. And controversy. So, yeah, I was trying to think which way that was in the order. But anyway. It sounds like a revoked magazine. I'm going to start with the first one, which is my favorite trade so far. Chris Paul? Chris. That is my favorite Chris, trade. Christopher Sarah Palsy? By far. I want, <laughs> When I was reading that today. Yeah. Or yesterday. What it, did it break yesterday or did it come in today? It was I yesterday. Remember. Okay, when it broke yesterday, I was completely shocked to see that ricky rubio still plays in the league <laughs> i was yes 100 i was like that guy still exists he played in the bubble yeah he still he still plays he can't shoot uh outside uh doesn't really play he plays okay defense he and, was drafted like number one or two overall right yeah and, and just never he had, did anything. he had as big of buzz as luca did and i remember people comparing luca to ricky rubio i'm like that would have been bad no this that would have been bad. No. Why are you shitting on Ricky Rubio? He's just not the prospect everybody thought he was going to when be. When someone he's who does thirty years old. When someone does not watch not basketball yet. and knows that he's not good. Yeah, I mean he's just not as good as people thought he was going to be. Like everyone thought he was going to be. I knew he. Dude, these stats are so solid. Eleven point three points per game. <laughs> in seven, baseball terms, seven, seven assists per game. Thirty-two percent. <laughs> field goal for three. Thirty-nine percent from the field, dude. <laughs> fucking gold. In baseball that's, terms, that's the first ballot Hall of Famer. Josh right Beckett. <laughs> so Chris Paul and Abdel uh, Nader. I don't know who Josh Beckett is. I just uh, laughed for. He was a pitcher. Uh, yeah, he was a pitcher. For the Boston like, Red Soxies. No, yes. well, he was. He was. He was originally Marlins, but he was supposed to be like the greatest. He was like. I mean, let's not. Yeah, but I'm not Rick, saying Ricky Rubio was supposed Ricky to be. Ricky Rubio Jordan, never had like he was a Josh to be Beckett really good. top. Yeah, can yeah. we keep going into this Ricky Rubio over there? I don't wanna, this is the main part of the story, right? <laughs> no, it's not, anyway. <laughs> so, he's kind of an ancillary part of this transaction, but it's Chris Paul and Abdel Nader, who's a nobody. Go to the Suns for Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, Jalen Lequeu, and a 2022 first-round pick. I say that because I'm going to read off all of OKC's uh, future first-round picks. Are you ready? So they get this year Nuggets first round um, and next year Lakers first round, Heat first round, uh, 2022 Houston's first round, 2023 they own the Suns first round and the Clippers first round, So 2024 they own the Heat's first round and the Clippers first round, and then in 2026 they own Houston's if first they round. hit on half, they have so many first round. Wait, picks. actually, what's the hit rate for like really low? It is very low. Very low. Okay, so if they hit on a third of these, <laughs> they're a very contending Here, team. Here's the thing, though: it's more capital than anything else, so they can dish these off for. Are they players. planning on it? Though I would, I would assume they're doing that tomorrow night, or they're doing that like in the next couple of years. Actually, I have a question because they're blown up. We've talked about. I have no understanding of the NBA cap. Um, 
I know there's a luxury tax system. I know there's like the Larry Bird rule with uh, players and all that. Do you guys have a floor that you must hit? I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Because I was about to say that that might be part of the trading as well. I, I'm going to take on a contract. There's no cash on these. Uh, they're probably. I think he means a sal- probably salary. Sloughing floor. Off, yeah. They're probably sloughing off some cap from Chris Paul's contract, but. Yeah, I, I guess uh, they could be trying to open up cap for next year because next year is supposed to be like a sweepstakes year for free agency. Not so much this year. This is more of like a trade situation, but um, they're set up for great success. Um, I was going to do the uh, Borat voice, but I couldn't remember it. But anyway, um, the other big one that I really liked was Dennis Schroeder, Aaron. Do you know who Dennis Schroeder is? Schroeder? Uh, I barely know her. Oh, that's good. <laughs> the I NBA does have a salary floor. Oh, nice. I really want them to do yeah, that he, in baseball. He, he plays for Oklahoma City. Yeah. yeah. He's mm-hmm. yeah. super duper really fast. He's oh, a yeah. uh, great ball to. handler. He's like a perfect. He's exactly no, he, what the Lakers He had a really right good now. season uh, this past year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he's had a bunch of really good seasons. He is. Uh, well, he, he, increased his, he increased all of his averages from career standpoint, like, considerably. This past You're season. looking at basketball reference. <laughs> well, yeah, just like looking at his, what, what looking at his production, again? Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. Never heard he has this Germany, really cool, right? look him up real quick. He has like this cool blonde thing in his afro. Yeah. I'm just going to use my really imagination. Cool. Keep describing it. No, he just has like this like um, high top fade and then he's got like this okay. blonde patch yeah. in it. It's oh, cool so it was kind of like Alden Smith back in the day. Yeah. yeah somebody did that back in... Like the '80s, not a sports player, but it was like a on some TV show. Oh. Um, wasn't Cosby Show? Wasn't Fresh? Maybe Prince. Family Matters. Did Fresh Prince start in the eighty late '80s? I yeah. thought it did. '90s. I thought it started was it in early the '90s. 80s? Was it like 90, all through 91? the '90s? Yeah. Why don't he anyway. want me? I like the Dennis Schroeder. Oh my god! I think it was. I think that it was one's... late '80s because they just had the. That 30s crushes my heart every street. single time. Hey Thomas, do you have do you have the Eric Bledsoe trade on there? Yes, I do. Okay. The Drew Holiday, Eric Bledsoe trade. Uh, Bledsoe, George Hill, and then Drew Holiday. Yeah. Yeah, that one's awesome for um, for the Pelicans as well. Too the Pelicans. I want to see how many. So what's what's gonna happen with that then? With with Giannis, if they're losing. So that that's the great part about that trade. Like I think it's kind of a shitty trade on paper for the Bucks just because they gave up so fucking wait, wait. much for it. Has Giannis officially hit the free agency yet? No, 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 it's next year. Oh, I thought you said it was this year. So he has no. December twenty fourth. about trading for him is the extension, but I don't think it's happening. I think he's, and I think them adding Drew Holiday, who I think a lot of people really like. I'm not a huge Drew Holiday fan. He's been in the league for a long time. He's like, he's decent, but I don't know how much of an upgrade he is from Eric Bledsoe and George Hill. Like, uh, you know, I don't know. I want to do the Moneyball metrics on like what the, you know, what what did you say? <laughs> you said Moneyball. <laughs> Unlike what the the points you know lost or gained are from that, but the big part of this that's good for the Bucks is that uh, getting Drew Holiday they hope will help uh, their case to re-sign Giannis because um, they're not looking good in that camp right now. It looks like he's probably going somewhere else, but at least getting Drew Holiday and and pairing him up with Chris Middleton, um, maybe they can be a little more competitive next year. I don't know. I don't really think that this does a whole lot for their competitiveness. I think they're still, especially what we see with um, James Harden, there's a lot of talk that he's going to the Nets. That kind of, that will be weird. 
if that happens. But they still got to compete with the Celtics. They're not beating the Celtics. Going to reunite still gotta, with uh, Kevin Durant, with KD, man. yeah, with Snake Man. That fucking thing. We'll talk about that real quick. Um, no, let's just let's just do Harden now. So there's a bunch of of rumors about James Harden being traded. I I think they're is no possibility he returns to Houston, which is awesome for uh, Mavericks fans. There's no, no way. Awesome for just, oh, I'm so Did happy you hear to watch Houston why? Just crumble. Not, it's not just because they're blowing up and they have a new GM and head coach and that he's like unhappy in Houston. There is a reason that I heard that James Harden really wants to get out of Houston, and it's because... There's too many strip clubs. And then, they can play too much defense. This is not a. He actually got really better at defense. I know. I'll, I'm I'll, joking. I don't like James Harden as a player. No, no, but I know. James Harden also he's likes strip clubs. So he's and notoriously bad defense mm-hmm. defensive player. He played a lot better at defense last yeah. year. We talked about this several we weeks did? ago. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's got a lot better. But he, uh, Brian, what are, you, what are you trying to say? He, he's notorious for like loving oh, the strip, strip clubs. clubs. Yeah. Like our NBA actually has a. I'm sure there are better strip clubs in New York. <laughs> no, not per know. capita. Oh, you know this? Yeah, our NBA had a, like a little stat about how <laughs> he performs better the more strip clubs there are per capita. <laughs> you kidding me, right? No, I'm not. Oh, God, I, I think love I think Atlanta and Houston are like the two areas that he performs the best, and they have the highest <laughs> per capita. Joking. No, that's amazing. So again, this is not a political podcast, but it was apparently because the Houston owner is a Trump fan, and that's why he wanted to get the hell out. Speaking of... Is this on record or is this just speculation? This was, this was reported that he said that. Houston... Houston yeah. He did an eye roll, and that's when they knew... Wait, wait. <laughs> Actually, kind of, going, kind of going off this with, like, keeping in Houston. Houston uh, Texans just fired their PR lady, who, by all accounts, is one of the best, if not the best PR person in the game. Huh. And the speculation there is... They cited it's not a cultural fit, and it's because she made a lot of comments about Biden uh, Harris winning. So apparently, wow. this is something that's a problem in Houston, if that's actually true about Harden. But yeah, I've this is uh, I've seen this from the Swish line and from TMZ that he wants out because um, the owner's a Trump supporter. Yeah, it, whatever that means. But I want someone from the inside before i do that like yeah at least with the texans it seems like this is 100 percent. it's an interesting rumor so let's talk about if he goes to the nets because that's the one he he's openly said on record trade me to new york trade me to the nets and um that trade package will be super interesting because the nets have a lot of players they could like ship off would him and kevin durant be able to settle that beef though i mean i don't think him they're and... good friends they're, they're practicing off season yeah but you can still hit him and him him and uh Russell Westbrook did that too, and that that, that wasn't necessarily like a very healthy recipe this past I season. I totally agree. He wants here, to get the gang back together, here's man. Here's a situation that I'm really interested to see. If this happens, is Kyrie going to Houston? Do they need to? I, I don't know positions here. so I don't know how this works because Kevin Durant maybe to a lesser extent than the other guys, but Harden, maybe he can play off ball. Harden, but Kyrie certainly needs the ball Har- to be successful. Kyrie is a point guard and Harden's a shooting guard, right? Yes. Okay. But Harden plays point. Harden plays the one point the guard. Time. Okay. Well, he has But I thought driving. I thought in Oklahoma City he didn't play point guard. Yeah, he was. And he it was worked coming off the really bench. well. It did exactly. And so you would have to see if he does this again or if he wants the ball now that he's like 
you know, a top six player or seven player. Well, I mean, now. if you can implement something like the 2016, 2017 Golden State Warriors had, that could work brilliantly as long as they there's not Steve Kerr, but yeah. Well, yeah, I, I know, saying. but I'm saying like, as long as they don't have someone that's like demanding the ball. They and it, do have Steve Nash. So I mean, this is going to be really fascinating to see what, what comes down the pike, comes down the pike on this and how that fit would work. But my, my thing is, it's just going to be weird to see how that works from a ball handling, per, handling perspective. Cause it didn't work this past season in Houston. Cause you have Russell Westbrook who plays with the ball and then you have James Harden who plays with the ball. And when they're not, they don't have the ball in their hands at the top of the key. Who was their highlight, uh, like third person? In Houston? Yeah. Oh, I don't, no one. Somebody knew every night. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. PJ you well, at least, Tucker probably. At least in New York, you would have Kevin Durant as that third person. Yeah. Like something that can balance it out where, like, hey, you guys need to dump it off to me because it's not working right now. And the thing I don't like about those three players is they're all – you know, it's fun to watch, but from like a beautiful basketball, you know, uh, perspective, they're all ISO guys. Like they play off pick and roll and ISO like all the damn time. So you're going to have to need like, and maybe Steve Nash is the perfect person to do this. You're going to need to have the coach be like, Hey James, you're going to play in the corner and like cut or take, you know, open corner threes or, you know, James Harden's going to take coach or KD or I don't know what the fuck Kyrie Irving's doing in the situation, but he thinks Earth's flat. He he walked that back, I think. He walked Hey, the back. man <laughs> is titled to his opinion, okay? Yeah, he definitely walked that back. Yeah, no he did. Um still uh, does Sammy, Sammy Watkins walked his stuff back yet? Everybody's a lizard. Did Sammy Watkins say? <laughs> he believes that... Uh, He's a lizard king. Yeah, he believes in, like, shape-shifting lizards. Uh, like You mean the reptilians? Yeah, like, like... Oh, yeah, me too. Okay, whatever. Uh, also, how the what? fuck uh, has De- uh, Deshaun Jackson still not been canceled yet? Uh. Uh, yeah, the Jew thing? Yeah. Yeah. That was a while ago, wasn't it? Like, this year. It was, like, Farcaw six or seven. Or it was, like, in the middle yeah. of the pandemic, wasn't it? Yeah. Because most people thrive, not thrive, but most people like don't shit on anti-Semitism. Yeah, because yeah. they're yeah. people. People look overlook that concept. Yeah. Stupid. It's true. Um, we must protect our Semites. So I mean, we can we can talk Mavericks as well. Uh, I'm serious. I, they're going to be one of those teams that's super active tomorrow. Do you think Buddy Hield that that whole conversation like has any legitimacy? Buddy Hield to the Mavericks, yes. Oh yeah. I've yeah. heard Levine, um, Gallinari from OKC, um, and I've heard because you know other than the fact that we're Mavericks fans, I really believe the Mavericks are going to be active tomorrow. Okay, so so my my question for you, Thomas. Okay, so these players that we've been prospecting are all like pretty much replacements of Tim Hardaway Jr. They're better than Tim Hardaway. So Jr. are they? That's my that's my next question. Yeah. Is okay. So Tim Hardaway can play defense. He can re- he can rebound. Are these players that we're comparing him to? able to pick up the slack on that and as well despite Tim Hardaway's inconsistent shooting? Beautiful question. The answer is no. So why... Why I don't know. I, I, they're trying to pair another star and they're looking at offensive players. I, like, I would like a P.J. Tucker from yeah. Houston yep. who's yep. an incredible defensive player. Yes. I really hope we get him. Yep. That would be awesome. I, we were the... Greatest statistical offense in the history of the NBA last year. We don't need more. So this is what this is what kills me, Thomas. Is that 
So you know, traditionally the the, the number one the the one position the, the quote unquote point guard is a facilitator and then a defensive like caller. Yeah, we don't have that. So Wait. and I don't even know if that exists anymore in the NBA. No, the so, defensive caller so we, aspect we doesn't. Need, no. We need a quarterback to quarterback the defense and be able to facilitate because Luca, like, yeah, he's great, but I don't think he's he's that void that we need for the facilitation of offense to be able to run certain things that will make our offense that much more calibrated. Like, so you yeah. mentioned that we had the statistical best offense. Obviously, that means our defense was bad, super bad. Isn't Rick Carlisle known as like a defensive master? That's not like a thing. But basketball is yes, not even necessarily no, defensive of. anymore. Yeah, so it's, it's not like a thing anymore. It's not. Oh like, yeah, it's not I, like I'm trying to understand that. Yeah, no, I know. It, it's. Uh, I actually knew you were going to ask me that question too. Like I was driving over here, I'm like I'm trying to think of what questions Brian's going to ask me. And I knew basketball. you were going to ask me defensive. If Rick Carlisle is defensive, because um, I love coach. defense. He is known to get the most out of his players defensively. Is he a defensive coach? No. Mm, I, I don't know if that's a thing. So we're, we won't pick up Harden. No. <laughs> <laughs> Again, he's gotten better at defense. I want to give the man some credit. So I, I know but, this, this might be heavily contested, but despite the guy, I really wish we had like a Patrick Beverly on our team. Oh, absolutely. Like, I, Patrick Beverly comes over here. I'm thrilled. I, I You know, I can't say, I would hate the guy, Marcus but I would Smart, love him. I would love that if that happens. Marquez Harrell. Like yeah, pretty much anybody on the Clippers, be fine with and just Harold separate too. all those guys and don't let them come together because they're like just cancerous. But like have one of those guys come. I'm sure <laughs> they come over and everything is smooth. If if any Rick Carlisle will those hit players, that shit in the butt. If any of those players come over at this point, let's be honest. Luca is signing off on any of that those things. Um, he is the face of the franchise. Like all of these transactions, Luca is on the phone for all of this stuff. I promise you, that's just how it works. Just like LeBron does, Giannis does, all that stuff. They all sign off on on a lot of these things. Before before like before you move on to your next thing, and this is probably like a very soft like lob ball question, but Luca is up for his contract this season, right? After this next year. No, this is a this is a contract year for him. I think it's his third or fourth year opt. And then no. he so he might be up for opt, but that is he mean. has he, this season. He after this season, he's eligible to be able to discuss other options. He's on the books till yeah. So we're on. We have him for next year, and then there's a player option. Okay. So, do you think he's with that? I mean, that's in the grand in the grand scheme of things, he's not necessarily locked in for long term. Do you think he's a long term Mav like Dirk, or do you yes. think okay? So you think he's actually I'm pretty confident having in influence in these discussions. Yes. Okay. Yeah. This always never means anything, but he just recently bought a house here. I I do not see Luka Doncic. You know, knock on wood. But um, I don't see him going anywhere. No. What country is he from? Lithuania or yeah. uh, no? It's not Lithuania. It's he is from oh, Estonia. Latvia. No. No, it's Lithuania. I'm gonna have you guys. Just no, keep he, he's not from. He's not from Lithuania. Um, I'm gonna have Slovenia? you keep guessing. No. Still Slovenia. Saying, oh, no, no, that's where Melania is from. No, he's from Slovenia. Yeah, he's uh, he's from Slovenia. He's from Slovenia. I don't yeah, think he, the stars have. He any lived Slovenian in Lith- he okay, lived in Lithuania for a little bit, but he's he's Slovenian. Yeah. And then he played for Real Madrid. What if in Spain. Melania is his mom? No, have you seen uh, Luca's mom? Dude, Luca's mom is so gorgeous. Really? Yeah, yes. go- Google Luca Doncic's mom. It oh, she's so pretty. I think we should all look at Luca Doncic's mom. Can this not be oh, what the podcast right. is about? It's not bad. Oh wait, yeah. What are you talking oh, about? Oh damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's. Have you seen Luca Doncic's girlfriend? I thought he was gay. 
Uh, you heard it here first, first. folks. No, look at Donchick's girlfriend. It's gorgeous. Uh, I don't know what you guys are saying about the mom. Come on. Oh, she's pretty fan. hot. Come on, she's dude. Pretty. The girlfriend. So there's like one of those moms that lives in like mid, like uh, middle of Texas, and is like always at softball practices and stuff, and she just has so like severe sun damage. Um, never puts on sunscreen or anything like that. Drink Chardonnay all day. Pops a few zannies. <laughs> Okay, so I I, I I Google Luka Doncic's girlfriend, and her name is Ana Maria Goltes. NBA All Star Luka Doncic, much like much like the rest of us, is making the most of his quarantine from home. The Dal- <laughs> the Mavericks guard, <laughs> who, who who's been laying low with girlfriend Ana Maria Goltes in Dallas, has been bonding with the pair's four legged friends after the NBA suspended it. Yes, I remember this. It's so wholesome. <laughs> Who's like the rest of the, the rest of us? Okay. I wish. Let's yeah, maybe move I'll on. I'll take that stage. Dating, dating a model. <laughs> uh, uh, Brian, who's mm-hmm. the other star that plays for Houston now? Russell Westbrook. You've nailed it. Good job, man. So Russell Westbrook, he's he's definitely leaving as well. Uh, he's going to go to a shitty team where he can be the best player on the team and they can not make the playoffs, and I can't wait to see it. He's going to go to like, the Magic or the Hornets or some bullshit team like that, and I get to watch him just wither away and his career just ends. Why do, you hate ha- why do you hate Russell him? Westbrook. I hate his attitude. I hate the way he plays. Hey, I just hate him. I hate both those players. He looks like him. Kevin Skeeter, Cousin Skeeter. He looks like the guy from uh, The Wire. No. He looks like Cousin Skeeter. No, he looks like the guy from The Wire. He literally, that's his nickname. Um, Which guy from The Wire? Bubbles? From The Wire. What's the guy's name? It's like okay. Bodie. So Russell oh, Westbrook. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But look up uh, Cousin Skeeter. They call him the Brody, Russ, and Beastbrook. Those are his official nicknames, according to What's basketball What's his cousin reference. what? Cousin Skeeter. It's from... Uh, Doug. No, it, no, it's from... It's a Nickelodeon <laughs> show. It's a puppet. Cousin Skeeter, Jesus Christ! He looks like we always used to call Nick <laughs> Hawkins. Nick, no, Nick, Haw- <laughs> Nick Hawkins used to always say he that. Does. Nick Hawkins used to always say that he was Cousin Skeeter too. You remember Nick Hawkins from UNT? Oh yeah, he, How's that he, doing? Yeah. he looks like party. he's good. I think he's in Addison or something. But he uh, he would always joke about how he looks like Russell Westbrook too. What he pl- what did he play for UNT? He didn't. He didn't play. He for played UNT. football. He got a knee oh. injury. I thought, and he got. Oh knee, yeah, I think yeah. like the very. First, then he went to like Brookhaven. Did he played defensive yeah. end. I have no idea. I did. I, I remember talking about. I just remember there was this. And we didn't we, talk about we sports. T- at we all. took him to a party. Oh, is that how you met him? Yeah, that's how I met him. Oh. We took him to this house party in Denton once, and we're all hanging out, and he's like, "Hey guys, watch this." He proceeds to walk into the middle of the backyard with a bottle of Grey Goose. Lifts said bottle and just pounds a one point seven five milliliter bottle of it. Expensive. I was mm-hmm. just like, Jesus, fucking. Christ, you and he built it for fucks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. I did that. A no, he times. lost his scholarship pretty quickly. <laughs> he was not. Uh, yeah. I thought he got a he. I thought he talked about it. He got like a knee injury that never like kept up with his grades and stuff. And they like yeah. yeah. That's he went to started working the sports authority to. Pay Is for that it. where you met him at? Yeah. Yeah. And then we were at Brookhaven for a while at the same time, and then I think we both ended up going to UNT. Um. Anyway, yeah. So that was huge basketball shorts. That's Unless cool. you guys it's have good, any other good, ones, good but I think things. most of the other stuff that's going to happen is going to be tomorrow, unfortunately. But um, I will talk about them in a week. Looking forward to it. 
Oh yeah, you guys actually have your start date. That's right. Yes. Because our free agency is still ongoing. Really? In hockey, that is. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, no, ours started officially Monday. Baseballs. It's really just started. But. It just start. Yeah. Like nothing happens until winter meetings. Ah. Nothing of importance. So I think uh, we got dingers and piss missiles with uh, Brian, Doctor Owen, and then uh, Nathaniel Fart Erickson, not Nart Erickson, and uh, we're going to talk. <laughs> you about, had it right the first time. We're going to be talking really about smooth. some uh, <laughs> so, some some baseball greats such as like David DeLucci, Lance Nix, <laughs> Frank Catalanato, Hank Blaylock with the Hank Young Homies, Hoku. <laughs> Young Hoku, Chen, Chan Ho Park. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to do a little bit of like the top fifteen worst baseball players to ever play. Move on. We should do that. Well, that's such a no. I was going to say <laughs> that's going to be so. That's like no names that we nobody would ever know. Oh, that's not true. Jose Altuve. All right. Yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck the Astros. Yeah. Nolan Ryan, I hate you. Take your, he he take left your beef somewhere. He else. left the organization. He left the organization before this. Yeah, scramble. before this happened. And now he's he bringing caught by firestorm. And he, so. uh, him and his son owned Round Rock. And like once you know the whole moved, city, no round like the Round Rock Express, oh, which, is which not was the be used to be the no they're going back to the Rangers now. I thought that he, uh, he, I thought baseball decided that they're going to have all the minor league teams play in Surprise Arizona now instead of playing an actual. No, I mean maybe stadiums. for the rest of COVID, but the, for the, the rest of COVID, the team yeah, still if they recover, the team still like that team is still an affiliate of them, so like they may play in, in Surprise, but like they're still sta- like associated with that club, right? Well, yeah, for for yeah, like they're just relocating to a yeah, bubble exactly for right now. Yeah. But yeah, so Nolan is reuniting with the Rangers, pretty much. Gross. I'm fine with it. I mean, JD is probably gonna be gone here pretty soon. Thank God. Is he really? Yeah. Oh man, finally. Also, oh, okay. So today, um, Theo, Theo Epstein. Epstein. I my literally my first thought was is that was, Jeff Epstein's cousin. <laughs> It's very. It? It's a very common uh, Jewish last name. But wow. no, so he uh, announced that he was stepping down as the director of baseball operations for the Cubs. The My architect. initial thought was, scoop this motherfucker up, get rid of JD right now, mm-hmm. like before winter meetings. Yes, it's not gonna happen. Um, the owners, the owners dream. are. Yeah, I know. I would love it. Like the Giants in the Super Bowl. Do you think the Texas Rangers owners love baseball? Or do you think they're just like... They love money. They're like Jerry. They don't give a fuck how they perform. They know what, they're going to sell money, shit. They, dude, they're one of the most profitable... The Texas Rangers are? Yes, they're a top 10 market. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought, I thought I thought baseball did profit sharing with jerseys and stuff. They didn't get... Uh-uh. Ne- nope. Like direct no. residuals? Well, they do somewhat. Sales. They get a, like the... They do like I thought it was like wise, an NFL where it's all profit sharing for memorabilia. No, stuff. it's Except not like that. Except for the Cowboys. Yeah. It's not like that. Um... Like they have certain deals, but us for the most part they do their own merchandising. Oh, interesting. But yeah, mostly I mean most baseballs TV money and and it's not like merch as much. It's mostly TV money and uh, fan attendance. Okay. But so Rangers have a pretty lucrative uh, TV deal. I did not know that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so Brian and I are going to go over our all-time positional lists. And our top 15 of all time list as well. Um, we are doing one through uh, one through th- <laughs> how many <laughs> one through nine, uh, as well as DH and uh, starting rotation and one relief pitcher. 
it's probably going to be we're gonna have the same one i'm sure oh i'm positive on that one yeah <laughs> uh and then yeah so we're pretty much just gonna go into it brian i was thinking um we start from nine and work backwards since outfield is usually i mean or whatever you want to do it. how do you want to do it yeah that's that's fine i think our outfield is going to be the exact same to be honest mm, i don't know man well, start us off lance nix right field Center fielder, actually. Um, well, I'm, Not, gonna I'm talking now. about when he first started and he had a strong arm. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, at right field, I think we probably had the exact same one. Yes. Babe Ruth. George Herman Ruth. Yes. Babe Ruth. Yes. Babe Ruth. The great Bambino. The, the Sultan of Swat. The Sultan of Swat. Is he the greatest at eating hot dogs and smoking cigars, or is he one of the greatest players? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm that really... wimpy deer? <laughs> yeah, Babe Ruth there. Yeah, Revolutionized Ruth. baseball. Um, do we need How to... many Sandlot references was that? Do we need to go over the know. the uh, stats to justify our... I'd, I would love so what, to. What the... I only typed up stats if I felt like there might be a point of contention. Linked, I just linked to their, the baseball reference. It was a hard... It was... Oh, it was hard. I, no, it wasn't a hard thing. I... I just it was between him and Hank Aaron, honestly. Yeah, and I just went over Babe just because Hank Aaron played about 800 games more than Babe, and so that's really where he got more of the edge as far as like home runs. But then Babe had the whole aspect of pitching, being a dominant pitcher as well. He's a Hall of Fame caliber pitcher. Yeah, and um, so for me, while being obese and uh, <laughs> drinking, drinking and smoking like crazy. cigars. Yeah. Um, Did y'all take like style points in consideration for your top fifteen lists or like big dick swing in? No, or, that's not you know. in Bill James' book, and so um, <laughs> I did not. Um, I will say that I took jersey sold. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that my reason behind Babe Ruth uh, being over Hank Aaron is just a hundred percent. This game does not exist for Hank Aaron to play uh, the way he does yeah, without sure. Babe Ruth. For sure, hmm. he. Uh, I mean, yeah, he broke baseball out of the dead ball era. And, I mean, he just changed the way the popularity of baseball in that, you know, in that generation to make it as popular as it was. I do, I do have a serious question, though. Um, so you said there's the differential of like 800 games. And I know it's not going to be like marginalized because of this, but um, is that differential like representative or like indicative of Babe Ruth being a pitcher as well and playing in and in, in a no so he only pitched for his like first, every he pitched for his first for the like Red four Sox, year. right yeah he was a really good pitcher too he pitched for a little bit I think for the Yankees too but he only pitched for like the first so it wasn't enough second. games to make up make up for the difference between him and he, Hank he Aaron. pitched one hundred and forty games, games. okay yeah. Yeah. okay oh okay. wow okay. Yeah, uh, he pitched most of the time with Boston, and then his twenty five, twenty six, and then Bambino. yeah, pretty well. Okay, yeah, so he really only started pitching. He made one start for the Yan- or three starts for the Yankees total. Okay, so, sorry, I'm not trying to digress. I was just Four curious how much Yankees. of a dent that would account for the differential in games played because yeah. of the day off, day on type stuff. Okay. No, yeah, but it was mainly. You know, uh, you know, back in those days, Hank you didn't just have days off and days yeah. on, no days off. And it's it's weird. I mean, it does somewhat just because Hank had those, Hank had those. You know, the first five years or so where he was playing every single day, and so it did accumulate somewhat. Um, but then, like Babe, I mean, he missed some time, um, or we just have a couple of days off. But 
It's a good point. Babe did play all the way till he was 40, and I think Hank played until he was 41 or 42. Um, but, yeah, so that's a, a pretty easy thing. I think we both have the same person for center field. To Will, say, hey, kid. Willie Mays. Oh. Yeah, I don't think there's any debate there. Um, Gary Matthews Jr. My only other Best person that I would player. possibly put there would be uh, Mickey Mantle. Yep. Um, and then, you know, obviously – Maybe Mike Trout, but that remains to be seen. I feel like center field is the deepest out of all this. Like, yeah. But, but just – It's like the strong the, safety of uh, of baseball. Yeah. I mean, the, so many good ones. The, I'd say it's the running back. The oh, thing yeah, that puts yeah. Willie over Mickey Mantle for me, though, is outside of just being fantastic offensively, he – outside of Andrew Jones – He's the best defensive center fielder of all time as far as offense, uh, as far as defensive war. Um, he has just like the, he was just, did it better than anybody else outside I mean, of Andrew Jones. Truly, I think he's actually the best five, five total player. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Hey. But yeah, do you know career why? 302, 384, 557. Batter. You know why they play baseball at night? If this is a stupid joke, because bats are nocturnal. Oh my god! So, anyways, you know the Cubs never played a uh, night game until like 1990. They didn't have like, a early didn't 90s. Have the lights. Lights. Even yeah. and then, even when they did, they just did it out of like tradition. Tradition is everything in baseball. Yeah. Yes, it is. So that was a stupid joke, Thomas. Anyways, I, I thought that Huh? Left field? Barry Bonds. Really? Yep. I went Ted Williams. Okay. That's a good, valid argument, too. Yeah. And my main thing was just sitting there with Ted Williams. He fought in two wars. So there's no, and still played after it. So there's no telling what his stats would be like if he did not fight in those wars. What wars were those? World War II and Korean. Mm -hmm. As an actual pilot. Like, he wasn't, you know, someone that was part of the USO contingency. Did he go to the Naval Academy or Air Force? I think he's Air Force. I don't quote me on that. But I also know that he was shot down in one of the wars. Like, really? This guy was actually fighting in the war. It wasn't just... So he was in dogfights in the great event. And like, shit, man. If there's anybody that I would want as, like, Someone to do a dogfighter. It's probably the greatest hitter of all time because you know his hand-eye coordination is on point. Is Nathaniel? Are you? Are you? Are you going Barry Bonds for offensive production, or was he like actually like a stud? As oh, he was a stud defensive player. player. He like was a stud at, at, at the beginning of his career, or like after the whole like weight so, gain thing, or no? I mean, even even when he even in his older years, I mean, he even in his older years, he was still a plus defender. But I went more so because. Um, his first, even his time with Pittsburgh, you can say whatever you want about like steroids. No, I'm not, I'm not no, shitting I'm not, on him. I'm, I'm just not, curious. I'm like, not saying you. I'm saying just people in general. You can say whatever you want steroid-wise. His entire time in Pittsburgh, he averaged 20, 20 seasons, 20, mm-hmm. over 20 home runs, over 20 stolen bases. Like He was just an, uh, an above 300 hitter. So yeah. he was just – and, I mean, obviously he's the uh, – he holds the record for on-base percentage. He holds the uh, – record for most you know walks of all time most home runs of all time like he's just yeah you have to remember also he was in the national league whenever he was in his later years well, his well, whole no, entire he, career he played for pittsburgh and, yeah, national, yeah, league, yeah national league. his whole yeah. entire career so he had to play at left field like there is no designated hitter in right so yeah. if he is a horrible left fielder and all that even with that offensive production they would try to find different ways put him in something else besides left field 
third because base or first base or whatever. You would probably yeah. put him at right field, but still. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, even the fact that even in left field, he was able to maintain a uh, – Excuse me. Uh, maintain a uh, a plus defensive war yeah. was, I mean, he's just he's he's the best overall hitter of all time. I would say for sure. Like, I think the best like contact hitter of all time is either Dad. Tony Tony Gwynn. I would say either Tony Gwynn or uh, Pete Rose. But I mean, yeah, but Ted's only four hundred hitter. Yeah. So how how old was Barry when he retired, and how old was 42, Ted? Forty two. I, I don't know what Ted's. I can. One yeah, second, I'll tell you. Was saying he, we got laptop man over here. Wow, I'm surprised. I populated all the links. Just baseball reference. Only oh, I know. Ted. Uh, 41. Yeah, Ted so, was 41. No, he didn't play. In, he didn't fight in Korea. He just fought. Oh, maybe he did after uh, after he retired. But yeah. He missed. He missed his 24 through 26 seasons in uh, World War Two. World War Two. Yeah, that's so that's when Tom Hanks made that movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Actually. Ted, Ted Williams does hold the all-time for OBP. Yeah, that but not not Barry. But they're the love of the game. Never heard of that movie. Wait, was I going to think I have it in? Is that four forty-four? Is what forty-two oh, what? is what Ted has. Four forty-four is what there's Barry a, has. There's a movie that has the same name as our podcast. No, That's no, so no. weird. Tom, but obviously different, different right. style and pitching. Oh, uh, there's no crying in baseball. Oh yeah, definitely. Tom Hanks baseball movie. Um, yeah, a league of their own. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I think that's a very valid. Somebody's table or something is hitting their cord. Okay. Not I. Uh, let's go to third base. Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt. I yeah. think it's universal. Yes. I feel like he is one of the few universal. Yeah. I don't know who Mike Schmidt is. You played for the Brewers for years. Um, what years? I think almost no. Can, I'm thinking. Can, of, I'm thinking of Robin Yout. I can give you. I played for the Phillies. Yeah, Phillies. I can yeah, give you. I'm thinking uh, of Robin Yout. I can give you like a little like sh- snippet of him and all that. Uh, he won eight NL home run titles on his way to a wow. 548 uh, career or for on his way to 548 career home runs. He finished his career with a 267, 380, 527 uh, slash line, and added 1,595 RBIs and 1,506 runs scored. Defensively, he was one of the best ever. Ten gold gloves, uh, yep. three MVPs. He posted a 17.6 defensive WAR for his career, which is high for a third baseman. Uh, and then he took home an NL MVP, 80, 81, and 86. Okay, so in the 80s. Yeah. Wow. All with the Phillies. Yes, all with the Phillies. Um, my Brian, who was your your possible runner-up on that? I chose to go with a Rod. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. I know he I'll played a lot argument. of shortstop. I'll have an argument for the, oh, why that's not. Yeah. Okay. Um, my follow up to that, or my runner up was Wade Boggs, but um, it wasn't even close, though. I mean, there's no, yeah. there's he's the best third baseman of all time. Isn't Wade, Wade Boggs, Boggs is, the one that crushed beers yeah. and, and yeah. slayed yeah. on airplanes and yep. shit and the Mile High Club and stuff? Yes, sir. Yes. That episode of It's Always Sunny in That's Philadelphia. Right. Wade Boggs yeah. is very Two much alive. Wade, Wade Boggs is very much alive. <laughs> Wade Boggs is a fucking legend. <laughs> fucking king. <laughs> Wade Boggs is my daddy. favorite third baseman. All right, shortstop oh, on okay. three. One, <laughs> two, three. Alex Rodriguez. Wait, what? Alex Rodriguez. Oh, no. Honus Michael Wagner. Young, dude. What are you talking about? Come on. <laughs> you have Honus Wagner? Yes. Okay. Uh, that shortstop? Literally the greatest shortstop to ever play the game. I disagree with that what in two ways. What about Satchel Paige? 
if you're talking in which ways are you talking uh both defensively and offensively he was great he's not the best defensively shortstop of all time not not even close neither is a-rod and but then the second thing for honus is the fact that i feel like most people know that name like he yeah for sure but he's very much a guy who is established part of like the tradition of baseball i get that completely so no cal ripken no i mean he was he he like a-rod also played a lot of here's my thing with a-rod so a-rod had the a, he played in an era where it was a lot different. So, obviously, Honus played in dead ball era. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you can't fault him on a lot of the non-power stuff. Not but, to interrupt your train of thought, can you at some point explain what the dead ball yeah, era so is? Yeah, so dead ball was pretty much the time before, like, Babe Ruth. But they played with... Until 1970. They played with the balls that were just not constructed very well. Then they also didn't replace balls a whole lot. And they would get oh. scuffed up. And it was legal for pitchers to manipulate... Like they could scuff up balls, they, they could, could do put mud on it, put mud they on could it, whatever. Spit on it, they could do whatever they wanted with the ball. And then wow. ball, ballparks were also a lot, uh, a lot deeper. Yeah. And so you wouldn't get a whole lot of home runs and stuff like that. You wouldn't get a lot of. So there was not a whole lot of like power metrics. Deeper, yeah, and also not all of them had fences as <laughs> yeah, well. Not all of them had fences. So, so like, like you could be like, this wasn't a home run. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So okay. um, really, they, they say the end of end of the dead ball era is around when like Babe Ruth started, you know, I would say 1917 playing, is kind of like the yeah. accepted end. Jesus. Um, but anyway, so I was not born. Brian, here's my, here's my argument mm-hmm. for Alex Rodriguez. A, he was just, I think this definitely the superior offensive player. <laughs> um, but he, the Yankees did a complete disservice in having him move to third base when, uh, Derek Jeter is arguably one of the worst shortstop defensive shortstops of all time. Oh, 100%. And third base is measured a lot differently as far as uh, defensive metrics. And so it kind of brought his numbers down a little bit. But I, he was one of the best defensive uh, shortstops, I think, that I've ever seen at least. But definitely, if you're talking about my – I wasn't even going to choose Honus. My – who I would have possibly chosen if we were just going off defensive is obviously Ozzy Smith. Um, hmm. Ozzy Smith yeah. is defensive, and this is not even close. Like, if you're just going off defensive war, Ozzy Smith, 44.2 defensive war. So, my whole thing with Honus being in the dead ball era, um, besides being defensively, in my opinion, really great, and yeah. I'm sure you researched it a lot more than I did. I mean, the guy did rack up three thousand two or four hundred and twenty hits in the dead ball. Era. Yeah, for sure. Um, he, despite only having a hundred and one career home runs, he still drove in seventeen hundred and thirty three runs in the dead ball era. Those for are sure. both amazing numbers. And he topped the one hundred RBI mark nine times in his career. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I'm not saying that he's not one of the best players oh, of all yeah. time. No, I just agreed. if I was if I was to have one of them on my all time team, it'd be a Rod for sure. Hmm. Yeah, no, I can see that. So, what are you guys texting each other about? Yeah, so you're talking about you're talking about Babe Ruth. So I found this this GIF of you, you remember that show on PBS called uh uh was was the one about the dragons 
uh, Dragon Tales. Dragon Tales. So there's this gif of this blue dragon whipping out his dick. <laughs> and then he just falls in the kids. What the so fuck? I'm just like, Babe Ruth's bat. I sent that to what Thomas. What the hell? <laughs> Sorry, I had to laugh at that. It was really funny. It was, yeah. Are we good. I'm surprised it exists. Yeah, just, just go go into your your keyboard for gifts and just type in dick hole, and it's like the third <laughs> one that comes up. It'll let you do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> one, one word. All right. I think we probably have the same second baseman. I don't think we do. Okay. Uh, you have you have Rogers, I have Hornsby. Nope. I have Joe Morgan. Okay, that's arguable. Yeah. That was my that would that was my second. That was I, my runner up. Joe. I mean, that's more of like I really enjoy that that era. Um, Cincinnati, yeah, like the just, Big Red Machine. Yeah. I yeah. really enjoyed that era a lot. And and yeah, in my opinion, Roger Hornsby in almost every measurable stat is better than Joe Morgan. But I enjoy Joe Morgan. Yeah, for the sure. Player. Yeah. He uh I mean, he did a lot for baseball, period too, mm-hmm. especially uh when he spent most of his uh, Cincinnati. Well, Cincinnati, yeah. Most of his career in Cincinnati. Uh but he was just like I uh, mean, he died this year, right? Yeah. Yep. And, that, and that's part so of it bad. too. Yeah. And, like, I just – he's one of those I, – I explained to the uh, other guys and all that. Um, Michael Schur, you're, you're familiar yeah. with him. Yeah. He used to have something called Fire Joe Morgan, which was, like, one of my favorite blogs in sports. And it's almost always about baseball. And just, like, that's what kind of, in like, made me fall in love with that era, Cincinnati, yeah. uh, Cincinnati Reds and all that. So, Joe Morgan is kind of, like, you know, close to my heart sort of thing. But, yeah. Roger Hornsby's definitely the better one. Joe Morgan's mine. Yeah. I like it. I dig it. I can fucks with it. Uh, I think we more? I think we definitely have different first basements. Hey, are you doing relief pitchers too? <laughs> one. Yeah, one. Sweet. It, it's it, both it, of ours are gonna be Mario Navarro. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, we can go ahead and skip that. <laughs> so really, I'm, I'm, you do I not have Lou Gehrig. I think it's safe to assume your first baseman is going to be Rafael Palmero. No. no. You do not have Lou Gehrig. No. Wow. Ooh. Okay. I have him. So I have him on my Top on 10. my on my Top all-time 15. list. I don't have him on my all-time first baseman. Who? Who? Albert Pujols. What? I knew you were gonna say this too. <laughs> he he is a yes. One of the best. He's the machine. Power hitters of all time, and no, that's Burt Kreischer. He is a plus defender. Even though like first base is a is a shithole for defensive like defensive oh, metrics, yeah. he, he had, is actually like Lou Gehrig is one of the worst first basemen of all time. Really, I did yeah, not know he's that. He's very bad defensively. He was very bad defensively at first base, which you don't typically care about. Like your best hitter is at first base or DH, yep. so like who really gives a shit? But to me, like I remember growing up, and like obviously this is not this is like kind of like Aaron's NBA list. A lot of this is like personal bias Mm -hmm. but i grew up like just watching uh the cardinals and like obviously i grew up watching the the races between you know sosa and mark mcguire and then as soon as mark mcguire retires Pujols is going the fuck off the cardinals it felt like as a kid every time Pujols came up to the bat was just a dinger it was just it it felt it was just raw talent and just like it's nothing like like you would ever seen yeah nothing age wouldn't stop him nothing and it hasn't 
I mean, which has stopped him a little bit, but not still, to he's, an extent of what others have dropped yeah. off at. I mean, he hasn't tapered. Well, his... the biggest thing with Pujols currently is they don't know his actual age, and they're wondering if he's a much older. <laughs> I am than twelve. Oh, well, yeah, I remember that in the World Series against the Rangers. Like, is he actually yeah. thirty-eight or is he like thirty-one? We don't know because there's no well, yeah. the, the speculation is higher. Yeah, well, I'm saying at the yeah. time in, in twenty eleven yeah. or whatever. But wow, yeah. it's like in bench warmers when he hands them his birth certificate with twenty dollars <laughs> in it. I am twelve. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I read an article. It's like Manute Bowl. Manute yes. Bowl, they had no idea who, yeah. how old so, he was. There's baseball has like a trend of like when people start to drop off typically and all that. And um Pujols drop off like coincides with like someone that was like forty two or mm-hmm. forty three. Uh like whenever they everybody had him, I think at thirty seven, right? Some people say he's yeah. like forty five right now. Yeah. That's and he's awesome. thirty eight. Where is he from? Dominican, Dominican Republic. Wow. Okay, but I'm not trying no, to. No, like their public records are awful there, and so it's yeah, very it's typical island, with Dominic- yeah. very typical with Dominican players. And there was speculation about that with uh, Beltre at times too. Do you think Pujols hmm. actually knows his own age, or do you think it's no? His... Yes, but no, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm curious. Just like, like, yeah. <laughs> no, I disagree with that. You don't think so? No, I I think he has a good estimate on what yeah, his age is. I don't is, think people are that dumb. I think that it's it's more like it's a... It's not about being dumb. It's, I think it's more about like... He like, doesn't celebrate yeah, birthdays. Time. When at f- five years old, you don't have a concept of... Yes, I know, but you still have parents. And if the he parents haven't told him like, oh, you were born in this year and all that... Okay, I'm sorry, dude. Were they Jehovah's parents, Witness? You don't have to have your... I've never looked at my birth certificate. I know, well, neither, I know how old I am that. because my parents I'm, have told me. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying like just... I just I know he's not an orphan though. I'm like, well, oh, yeah, I get saying. that. Like, you should, by the way, find your birth certificate. You need that. For I have my birth certificate. Oh, I'm okay. saying I never look, look at, at it. Uh, yeah, you should look at it. It's for I'm actually <laughs> just look at it. Yeah, I'm a little surprised <laughs> by this because you're, you're talking about Pujols' defensive effort, and I knew that he was a good defensive player. I thought he had more than. No, two I'm not gold saying gloves. he's not a good defensive player. I'm saying like he was a like an okay first baseman defensive player. No, he I know, better but I'm saying than, in, yeah. a, in like 2006 and all that, I thought this guy had like four or five Gold Gloves. Like, I feel like he had a lot more than just two. No. I'm surprised by that. So the gold gloves to me are complete horseshit. Oh. They're one of the dumbest <laughs> things, and they're completely based. Like, uh, I remember in, like, I forgot what year it was. It was, like, late 90s. Anyway, um, Rafael Palmero won a gold glove at first base while only having played, yeah. like, 10 games at first base. He was DH almost the entire year. And they, just because of his offensive output, they gave him a yeah. gold glove at first base. It's fucking stupid. Oh, I agree. But I w- now it's a little bit more accurate. I'll say that. But but I was saying Pujols with that offensive output and a decent def- a defender and all that, I thought yeah. he would have more than two is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I get that. <clears throat> I mean, I, I, I was just saying, like, he's he was better than Lou Gehrig defensively, um, but he wasn't like... Like a Freddie Freeman. Yeah. It wasn't like a Joey Votto. You He's know? not a world beater or anything yeah. like that. But anyway. Are we at catchers of... yet? We are at catchers now. Right. So there's like two, right? There's three. There's, there's three? Pudge Rodriguez. No, I mean, really? there's several. Is he in the third spot? So I think, Brian, you have him as your... Pudge is mine. Okay. Huh. I, I went for... That. And I think that's that would have been my choice as well. Pudge. I went for a more off-the-cuff uh, off one, which was Joe Morgan. Oh, yeah. Which Josh, Josh, sorry, Josh, Josh Gibson. Gibson. (laughs) I don't know why I said Joe Morgan. Oh, because you said Josh. I thought you were going to say Yadier Molina for a minute or Benji. Now, Josh Gibson, he was, he never, he was never allowed to play in the 
Oh, you were talking MLB, about this. He, he yeah. But he was, but he was uh, put into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame because had he been, he would have been arguably the best catcher of all time. Huh. Um, so but, no Yogi Bear or Johnny Bench. To give you some perspective on Josh Gibson, people that watched him play call him the Black Babe Ruth. And Whoa. then more people that have a lot of like knowledge of how he played and all that called Babe Ruth the white Josh Gibson. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. Sold. So just to go over real quick, uh, in his – he played, I think, most of the time for the uh, – played 15 Most seasons, of the time for right? the Grays, yeah. Yeah, because he, he actually passed away at 35 yeah, like from real early. a brain tumor, I believe. Oh, but no. career th- 359 hitter. His career slugging 648. Like, fucking ridiculous. And now, you hit- need- don't you need a caveat? Has there been an issue with uh, stats recorded? Yes, yes there okay. has. It, but a lack of stats recorded. Yeah, no, no. I'm so saying like, like it's probably better. Officially, they say that he hit somewhere between. Um, let me see real quick. Officially, it's only like 240, I think. But um, it's estimated somewhere around like 800. Yeah. Um, because yeah, literally, they, like they, they did not record stats or even like game scores for the Negro Leagues for like it was so inconsistent. Um, they never had an official score. Yeah, had, it's it's bad in that sense because like it's sad because it's honestly, what has it's been like, lost. Yeah, it's all the history of it that you don't actually know. Like baseball reference says he has 113, but like if you go to Wikipedia, you know. They speculated at 224, but then they say anywhere between possibly 800. Um, has the has the 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 black league the you Negro can say league. Negro leagues? That's what, what it's called. So has 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 that league gone through and tried to comp- compile and, and composite data that actually like accurately reflects they have based tried upon like m- internal like scorecards and stuff? Yeah. Or? The, well, the problem is they just didn't, they didn't, a lot of times they didn't keep scorecards. They and didn't have so they, official really? scores. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's why there's, it's so that's so inconsistent. Weird. I know. Like, but, but there was for just, a league, you would think that there would be somebody in the stands like doing stuff like that. Like, I mean, but honestly, dude, think or, about it, it like, like lower than low a ball. Like, there was just so many people that that didn't care about it outside of like who was important to, which was African Americans. I'm just thinking that there would have been like some sort of like like black run newspaper or gazette yeah, that would have had a sports beat reporter that did all that. And I'm, but, just, I'm just shocked yeah. that but like with, that's not the case. So like with the MLB, right? Like they submit scorecards to the MLB. There wasn't really like a a centralized like uh governing body no, that's, governing that's body. not what, I, what i'm saying i'm just it's saying like, like going through historical data that you don't well, find so yeah. like they that. have like, that just they kind of do with like some of these black run newspapers and that helps with some of these stats but yeah. you still have like black spots where there wasn't someone there covering it that's for that so day sad, or anything man. like that if you guys are uh speaking of that though if you guys are ever in kansas city the negro league museum is awesome have you been yeah i've been twice did it's your, did so your dad go cool. with you or? yeah we were in yeah. kansas city and it's right next <clears> to also the like a jazz museum too, but uh, it's a huge like Negro League museum and it's so awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Tons of stuff in there. Just like, you know, obviously Jackie Robinson, Satchel Paige, uh, Josh Gibson, like all these just like awesome teams, of, like amazing players that never had a chance to play in the major league base, like major league baseball. Yep. 
and kind of don't want to follow up uh, my reasoning for Pudge, but I I will a little bit. I mean, if I like if we were talking about MLB, like if we were saying just MLB, yeah. I would have chosen Pudge too. Well, but I, mean, I just like I thought like if wow. we're t- because we didn't specify MLB, like I have always said like I think Josh Gibson's the best catcher of so, all time. And and out of so MLB, there's a consensus top three. Uh, that's Johnny Bench, Yogi, Yogi Berra, Berra, and uh, Pudge. Yeah. I think Pudge is the better of the defense defensive uh, catchers out of the, all that. Really? Yogi's normally thrown in there for the whole Bill Russell thing. He has 10 championships. Yep. Um, but for me, the biggest reason I put Pudge above any of them is the fact that I got to witness it. Yeah. Yeah. Like actually witnessing a piece of history is major. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that the uh, that Jorge, like uh, I might be wrong, but like why isn't Jorge Posada thrown in that mix? I thought for he some reason I just remember as a terribly kid, offensively. Good. Really, and he yeah. honestly wasn't that good defensively. Actually, Yogi Berra wasn't even that good. He played for like twenty some odd years, so I thought. And that's why I looked it up because I, I never even put Yogi in top five either. Well, I mean, like I said, the whole reason anybody does is that he won so much ten championships. Yeah, but I just. Carlton Fisk and even like Mike Piazza have always been like in my mind oh, yeah. better catchers. No, than I, even Berra. Mike Piazza. Like, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. It's just it, it it is that championship argument was, slash he was the glue for that team. Who was the one that played for San Francisco for so many years? Is he not in the conversation? Yeah, either? that's Buster. Is it Buster? Are you Posey? talking about Buster Posey? Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. He's the H Yeah, no. he still plays. Yeah, but he and I wouldn't put him. Well, he wasn't no. the same ever, ever since that like tibula fracture or whatever. Yeah. The like, collision at the play. Yeah, he, he's never been the same since. Oh, he I, is. Probably, I he was really good. He's going to go down as one of the best defensive catchers for sure. Okay, and how he was long was he a catcher offensive. before that injury? Do you, Do you know? He's I still mean, a catcher. He yeah, still plays. I thought I thought he was more of like a DH. Or no, he plays no. for San Fran, so not yeah. DH. Yeah. I thought he, he, he moved to like first base or something. No, he sat out this season because for COVID reasons. They just adopted They, they adopted. Okay. I think Twins or something like that. Twins with, I think, um, an immuno deficiency. Yeah. Oh. But he's like one of the best dudes in the league, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I always liked yeah. him. No, no, yeah. He, he's got a sick name. Yeah. He, Absolutely, you could make an argument. You could make an argument for him being a top ten, but I probably wouldn't. Like, but defensively, he is solid. I was, I was full bad for him because after that collision, like he got such a bad rap because he was, he was a huge advocate to to uh, MLB for like, hey, we need to adjust some rules and stuff. And people were like referring to him as being soft and whatnot. But if you watch that, like that was so violent. It's not that. It's baseball is extremely traditional and changing things are. It changing I'm not necessarily hard. talking about the rhetoric coming around from like a publicist or a journalistic position, but the yeah. fans were just so hard on him for that. Yeah, I think that's what Brian means yeah. though. Is like it's the fans that detect on stuff that's like they're the, kind of stupid in that way. Okay. The, fa- like, the fans buy into the the sports writers. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay, yeah. which I agree with to some extent. Like I don't want it to change too much. I I hated the the second base rule. I hate the idea of. Um, even as bad as umpires are, sometimes I hate the idea of robotic umpires. Uh, I mean, there's so many I just things. Just hate Angel Hernandez. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And freaking uh, Joe West. Joe West. Joe West. Country boy Joe West. <laughs> Turkey neck. Joe I gotta West. run to the dugout real quick get some Popeyes and run <laughs> okay, back. Okay, now down. I'm looking up Joe West. Oh, oh God, dude, you know dude, Joe West. He looks like the girl from uh, Monsters Inc. That Green Monster. Oh, this like, asshole. Yeah, you absolutely yeah. know Joe West. You should look up oh, Angel Hernandez too. Yeah. All right, so relief oh. pitcher. Both the same. Mariano Rivera. It's Mariano. Not, it's not even the a question. Only other, the only other person you can put in that conversation is Dennis Eckerly, and he played half of his career as a starting pitcher. Yeah. So, I mean, if he you're talking about – Yeah. He, he, one of the most – Maybe Trevor Hoffman. 
maybe Trevor Hoffman, but Mariano Rivera is obviously the best relief pitcher of all time. Yeah. Did y'all do a starting starting pitcher you, as well? Yes, we're doing we're yeah, real quick. We sweet. Do you know rotation. Really? Do you know why yeah. umpires are fat? You and your dumb jokes. They always clean their plate. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I want you to understand something, audience. That is so this is stupid. every time he brings up he a joke. Jokes. But every time he brings up Google a joke, no, I just know this. You one. can watch him say it. And then you watch as like the color leaves his face as he realizes this is gonna be stupid and I'm still gonna no, say no, it. No, no, no! I can't wait to no. You guys Thomas says that he one? knows it in hindsight after he googled baseball. I don't know what you're talking about. Questions on Joe West. And he's like, I gotta look up a joke for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't no, make I was looking up jokes so earlier. Wanna, I remember this one. How do you want to do the? Look at your computer screen, sir. The rotation. Do you just okay, want to so, spit through it real quick or literally Google? I think go talk. pictures of all time. Stay on pace. <laughs> I sorted mine from who I see as my one to my five. Okay. If I'm talking about all time, like if I'm building the all time rotation, oh, this yeah. is my one to five. Okay, so you want to? Do you want to start with one or do you want to start with five? We'll start with one. Can I okay. just real quick? Oh no no let's start with, let's start with five. Okay, that's better. This is I've been googling greatest whatever of all time while you've been doing this, and this by far is the one where I'm like I know every fucking person on this list. This is like a who's who. So I'm really interested to oh. see what you guys Who's say. Who? Seriously? Oh. No, there's there's differences okay. here, and I'm pretty yeah. sure my starting pitcher is not going to be his starting pitcher. I can actually guarantee it. Maybe, maybe not. I can't wait. Oh, I can guarantee it. Your number one? My number okay. one. But we'll start with number five. Number five for me? Nolan Ryan for me. Okay, I didn't even have him on my list. Actually. Oh my yeah. god, really? No, really, I didn't because uh, to me he's a compiler. You're not even going to oh, be a homer. Oh, he, he has he. Uh, yeah. I'm not sorry. I, I will. I will no, 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 no. You said he's a compiler. So what are stats then? I mean, he's a stat. There's a compiler, but he's a stat king. Yeah, he's 100 percent a stat king. He played for so long. Yeah, he racked up shit tons of strikeouts, but he also racked up shit tons of walks. I'm not shitting yeah. on you. I'm just asking, yeah. like, like what do you, like what is your or what's the dominance? Of, of, okay. Now and so strikeouts, yeah, dominance. But he also gave up a lot of like me to me. I care more about like uh, FIP. Okay. Just fielder independent, and it goes along with ERA, but it's fielder and in, in position. Fielder independent pitching. Okay. So, so it pretty much takes into account um, strikeouts and home runs and walks very uh, importantly, rather okay. than um, what your defenders do. So right. it okay. So it separate it, it separates the the assist versus the actual pure. Yeah. Okay. okay. Now, I basically was thinking I I need one flamethrower on here. And yeah, I decided to leave Randy Johnson off. Okay, I Randy Johnson is my number five. Yeah, I assume okay. so. Yeah. So yeah, I decided. Yeah, I'm going to leave Randy Johnson off, and I'm going to put Nolan. And that's partially that's just that's growing fair. up yeah. with, like, brainwashing, if you want to call it that. I've had a lifelong, you know, Texas Ranger fan family, and Nolan played for Texas. I do too, but I I really didn't watch Nolan growing up. No, neither all, did I. But... It's just it's like I said. That's why I feel like it's kind of brainwashing. and honestly, three out of these three out of these five guys I, I grew up watching. Somewhat. So, yeah. Oh, really? So, my number five is... Yeah. So, my number five is Randy Johnson. Yours is... Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan. I think those are both very fair. Who's your number four? Pedro Martinez. Okay. Ooh. He was... He was... I was between I him and you, Randy you, Johnson for my number yes. five. Number four, I have Greg Maddox. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Good choice. Good Absolutely. choice. So, Greg both Maddox, Both of them, Pedro. like... And actually... Oh, did I? Okay, no. I only have two pitchers on my top 15. 
Pedro was going to be one of them over like I have him as one of my greatest all-time pitchers but not on my top rotation if I, that's weird no. I have two okay uh but okay yet again, so yeah did top 10, Greg but. Maddox I don't think anything needs to be said about him he's one of I think one of the best pitchers of all oh, yeah. time and I From mean he's got San Angelo Texas yeah not on my list though Ooh. also got a uh oh yeah anyway He's not on your list. I, okay. I went with more of like the old school. Okay. What's yeah. What's Greg Maddox's brother that was our pitching coach for a while? Mike Maddox. Mike. Mike. Okay. Yeah. Mike. I think he's with the Cubs now. Okay. Your number. My number three is Cy Young. Okay. Mine's Walter Johnson. That's. My I don't have Cy Young on my top five. Who's Walter? That's my Johnson? number two. Okay. Wow. Walter Johnson. He's uh, arguably the he's, greatest. Yeah. Pitcher he's of all the time. highest WAR pitcher of all time. Who did he Who did he play for predominantly? Uh, he played with He's Boston. He played with <laughs> in the Washington Nationals. Oh, yeah. okay. No, he didn't play Boston. All Washington Nationals. So when like, or wa- sorry, Senators. Washington Senators. Senators. Yeah. So he was in like the seventies and sixties or nineteen oh seven to oh, nineteen twenty seven. Yeah, he's in the dead ball era. So Shit. remember, Washington Senators left and became the Twins. Yes. And then they started the Senators again. Okay. And then they left and became the Rangers. Oh, okay. But okay. there was like several year gaps between those. Sorry, I'm not trying to be like too. I'm just no, it's curious. fine. Like, so I always remember the Senators as being okay. They finished being the Senators and became the Rangers, but right. I always forget about the old Senators. Yes, yeah, the the, the yeah. yeah. Um, but so give you some perspective and why I kind of put him as high as I did uh, at number two. Uh, he topped the twenty win mark twelve different times. It's about Walter Johnson. Yeah, yeah, uh, twelve times, and then he also five times that he broke the. 30 win mark. he did wait 530 then 1220 well the 5:30 is included in the 1230 uh 1220 okay yes. but still that's mine is fucking crazy. i mean mine <laughs> uh, like yeah absolutely mine are like a three-time triple crown winner five-time yep. era title and he has the all-time uh record for shutouts complete like 110 shutouts yeah like Shit. 110 110 shutouts fucking crazy okay and yeah this is like you can always preface like saying this is dead ball era but even but he then dominated like, then even then like he's over 3,000 strikeouts which back then even didn't happen a whole lot like 417 yeah. wins or I mean, no, that's no. fair though because like brian was saying earlier that like back in dead ball area i think you mentioned this as well it's like fields had undefined lines in terms of like yeah outside fences fields were deeper so there's more room for <laughs> potential error yeah, what so, I what I just meant is like even back in the dead ball era when they had huge, um, when there wasn't a lot of power numbers and stuff, they also didn't like it was it wasn't very often that pitchers striked out no, batters a yeah, lot. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of it wasn't the play. kind of strikeout. But I'm saying like it, they weren't throwing the same kind of like heat and they weren't throwing like the same kind of pitches that they do now. Right. And so um, you it, you it, like you don't have like he several times hit 200 strikeouts, yeah. which is hard for a pitcher to do now. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like batters weren't able to make contact back then; they just weren't able to hit for power a lot. Well, I'm, not, so, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying for contact. I'm saying there's more room for error in terms of like the the ball being able to be put into a gap because yeah. of like the way spacing was worked out. Yeah, and that's just that's just flabbergasting to me did they have all the stuff back then that they have now like do they have breaking balls and all that kind of stuff back yeah then? they did yeah. like spit yeah. balls twirlers yeah. screw balls <laughs> yeah. no they did they did they just weren't like necessarily like obviously so like the mound was uh closer somewhat 
and then the strike zone was also, it was also bigger. Higher. Yeah. So you had a so, higher launch. Um, wow. Who was it that died? Uh, Bob Gibson. Yeah, Bob Gibson, who died Wait, just right before Joe Morgan. Who's your number two? I don't. I don't have him on there. You have him on there as your number two? No, that no. Walter Johnson's my number two. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. One second. I was just gonna say with with Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson uh, was so dominant that that he was actually that's your number one. That's my number one. Okay. Wow. Uh, that's not, you're going to, you might scoff at mine. Um, Bob Gibson. I think I know what yours is. I don't know. Maybe, uh, Bob Gibson, they had to change the strike zone cause he was so dominant. Yeah. I actually have that in there. Okay. They changed the strike zone and they lowered the mound by a third. Okay. Uh, so you, my number two. Yes. Yours number two was, who was your number three again? My three was Ty, uh, sorry, not Ty Cobb, but, uh, Cy Young. Cy Young. And then number okay. two is, uh, Walter Johnson. Okay. My number two is Tom Seaver. That's, no, that's a good pick. Yeah. Tom Seaver. Uh, oh, sorry. I guess I can go over stats real quick. Number one. Oh, Tom Seaver looks like Ron White. I think White. I know your number one. <laughs> Are you gonna go? Wait, yeah. He said it's a modern. No. My uh, oh, yeah, my is. mom said she found your Yeti cup. By the way. Dope. Wait. Tom Seaver. I uh, think I know who it is. Three time Cy Young. No. Three time ERA. Uh, career two eighty six. It's not. Hold on. What? Just wait till we get there. 3,640 strikeouts. And then... We're really yeah, excited anyway. about your number one is. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, Brian and I had a little sidebar here, so I'm see. really stoked to see what I have good is. arguments but, for it. But I'm going to start with my Yeah, number you go one, for your number one. Which is Bob Gibson. I went with him over Walter Johnson, mainly due to Johnson getting the majority oh, of his time. Oh, you did a write-up on this. Di- okay. Yes, I, I have to. During the dead ball era. Also, Bob Gibson literally had the pitching mound changed, lowered by a third, and the batter box was lowered as well, due to it, as in the strike zone, was lowered. We got Dr. Owens uh, fucking facts. Due to his son. dominance. And getting any rule changed in baseball is damn near impossible. It takes a lot. Uh, and that dominance changed it in a year's time. Empirically, what is a lot? Sorry. Like, it, <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's hard to break traditions in, in baseball, in like any sort of change. It's, it normally takes more than one year. Like, you're talking about the Buster Posey thing. That's something that had been in the works before the Buster Posey injury. Yeah. But that just was the catalyst. While this was one year of just straight dominance. And, yeah, the ERA was lower in the year that he did dominate. But he is the reason for this change, even though he doesn't like to admit it. Uh, he was 7-2 and two in the World Series with a 1.89 ERA. Uh, he has the greatest single season pitching performance in baseball history in 1968. And this is the main reason I wanted him as my number one. Uh, in 1968, he went 22 and nine with a 1.12 ERA. Now up until the dead ball era, pitching below a 1.50 ERA happened all the time. Since that point, there's only been one occurrence of anybody below the 1.50 ERA, and that is Josh Gibson at 1.12. Um, he had a .853 whip, a .268, or no, sorry, he had 268 strikeouts in 13 shutouts with a two-run uh, sur- two surrendered in a 95-straight inning performance. Like, over 95-straight innings, he had that many shutouts, two runs surrendered, uh, yet again, the only player since in the dead ball order to throw with an ERA below 1.5. Oh, also, this is kind of big in my opinion. He lowered the national. Le- 
He lowered the National <laughs> League ERA from 3.03 to 2.99. For one player to have a difference of .04 in the league ERA is fucking insane. That's crazy. Most yeah, he was I, – I, I don't know why I didn't think about putting him on my list, but I think may, I went more recency biased, but he's definitely one of the all-time greats for sure. Do you have him on your top? Nope. Okay. It's He had that single season. I mean, he was great throughout his career. Yeah, but for sure. the single season is why I was like, dude, if I can get Bob Gibson in his prime, good luck hitting against me. Good luck. That's honestly why – I almost uh, chose Eckerly over Martin Rivera. It's just because of that one year as a relief pitcher where he threw like at like 10, I, I think 101 or 102, yeah. and won a Cy Young and an MVP as a relief pitcher. Which is damn near impossible. Fucking normally, ridiculous. Yeah. Like, Can I ask you a question, Nathaniel? What? Leave with a question. If I guess your first player, like your first, your first spot for that starting, starting pitcher. Will you give me ten bucks? No. Why would I ever agree to that? Five I'm about bucks. to say what it is anyway. No, because I, 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 I want to see. I, I want to I I see if I can project it. What do yeah. I get? If if he if you don't if guess I, it right, I, no, because he's gonna change it. Then he'll just fucking type. Why it. Why would I change it? I have it pulled up. Why would I change it? He wouldn't change it. What do I get though? He's not a save. The fact that I'm wrong. No, that's not enough for me. You're wrong all the time. <laughs> oh! I get to enjoy that all the time. Roasted, but it is that was mean. That's like Aaron's really how sad. That mean? That's what are you talking about? Yeah, I did That's see. I did see his like his face kind of change. Apologize. Apologize now. Wow. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. Were you just trying to guess it anyway? Yeah. All right. Uh, Roger Clemens. Okay. Yeah. It is the Texas con man. Oh. Okay. The <laughs> the, the rocket. I was yeah. gonna say. I was gonna say either. No, I was gonna say either Roger or Kurt Schilling. And I. I no, Kurt Schilling would never be in that discussion. What but. the bloody sock shit? I mean, okay, that was uh, that was legendary. an iconic moment. Yeah, but, but that not, was not. He's also he's, an no, asshole. That so he I don't care. One of the so, Ro- Roger companies. Clemens. Roger Clemens is a huge fucking yeah, asshole. Both yeah. assholes. <laughs> but all baseball players are assholes. In my opinion, the most dominant pitcher of all time. Yeah, he, uh, he has the most. He has seven Cy Young awards, seven, seven ERA titles, uh, two triple crowns. Like, see, get this: four thousand six hundred and seventy-two <laughs> strikeouts. Uh, ERA, whatever, four point. But he has a lower FIP, I mean, which I care more about than. And also, he was a starter during the steroid era. Yeah, and he pitched till he was forty-four years old, and it's still like his forty-three-year-old season. Put up a two. Or his forty-two-year-old season put up a one-eight-seven ERA in thirty-three games. Like fucking ridiculous. The man did not fuck around, man. No. He was great. He was great. That's why they called him the Rocket. He's and, an alcoholic, right? Yeah. Well, so, lots of people. I are. didn't even know if he was an alcoholic, <laughs> but I'm looking at a picture of Roger Jeff Clemens, Bagwell, and I'm like, that's an alcoholic. Jeff right Bagwell, there. alcoholic. CC Sabathia, alcoholic. Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs. Uh, I don't think that's true. I, was, I, I think I was that was uh, more off. of a... There's some suspicion there. That was more of a legend. <laughs> the same thing. I could have brought up like a legend about Josh... G- or, oh, my computer's about to die. Josh Gibson. Um, there was some story about him hitting like Team a home run and it never supply. came down. And then they went to go play a game in Pittsburgh. And uh, it comes down in the outfield. And you know, they catch it. And then the umpire goes, You're out! In Pittsburgh yesterday, 
And it's like, yeah, it's one of the stories like dads tell. But it's, it's the corniest thing I've ever I know. Heard in my I remember my dad telling life. me that when I was a kid. I'm like, there was oh, all those yeah, tall so tales funny. though. We we forgot our designated hitter, by the way. I think I, we probably have the same one. Edgar. Yeah. Edgar Martinez. Yeah. Okay. I don't know who that is. The you don't know who Edgar Mar- Edgar Martinez is. Don't talk to me that way. Two thousand one Seattle Mariners. Yes. I was like the last nine. time they made the playoffs. <laughs> he played all throughout like he like I don't know, yeah. okay oh my god brian enlighten him i'm gonna go grab my charger real okay. quick Edgar uh, Martin- Thomas, i could ask disappointed. you a different thing so what? Edgar martinez was a man named Edgar martinez so <laughs> <let> me- <laughs> no, it, all right. he was just all right i got it he's one of the most clutch and one of the most like the most consistent hitters ever like it normally a designated hitter is someone that you're expecting power from he's not guaranteed a power hitter but he is just a great hitter in general hey and to have a designated hitter that i mean from the start of his career he was a designated hitter there's some guys that you guys left off um one would be for positional this is just positional yeah no just generally um i just always think of them as greatest baseball players in my head like mickey mantle i didn't hear anything about we did mention when we said the fact that Willie Mays is the better center fielder is the reason why Mickey Mantle got left off. And then, who's the other one? Uh, Joe DiMaggio? No. Wait, no. are you going down your list right now? No. 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 I'm just, like, asking. He's asking why we left off I'm certain just, players. And, I, I mean, it's just, it. this is 100% a opinionated. In your opinion. Yeah, like, why would you not? It's, it's more of, like, who would you rather have as your center fielder if you're a manager? I'd rather have Willie Mays than yeah. Mickey Mantle. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um... Yeah, I'm still surprised that you don't know Edgar Martinez. He just got inducted to the Hall of Fame. Cool. Like less By the last way, year or the year before. By the way, a designated hitter getting uh, inducted in the Hall of Fame is like trying to get kickers or punters in. And no, like trying to get mar- like a relief pitcher. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Same shit. But I was trying to give him a oh, yeah. cross-sport reference. I wouldn't say like a, trying to get a kicker or punter in. How many de- designated hitters are in like – Almost well, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to say because so many of them started off in right field or something like that. Yeah, yeah. or like first base. You know, they're not like they're but not like all time. Edgar Martinez does. is a hundred percent all time designated hitter and did a damn good job of it. Yeah. Um, okay, let's run down real quick. We're getting long on time, so let's go yeah. ahead and run down real quick our top so, list. I'll go down with my top. My like fifteen through eleven, real quick. I thought this was already the top list. No, they did no, that was oh, positional. Was position. Position. Jesus fucking Christ! You guys took way longer than us. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not bitching about that. I'm, <laughs> I'm asking. You realize like, how much I talked about I LeBron we, James? I thought yeah. we, we went like through everything already. No, like, we, no, we're doing our positions, and then we we're going to do like our all-time top ten of who we thought were like our best all-time players. Yes. Good fucking god. Okay, so you guys know, took. We took. I'm way not talking longer. about time. I'm just saying, like, this is like. So you're gonna run through your 15 through 11 because I only did a top 10 and okay. an honorable mention. I had more stats. Just, just saying. You're going to. You might. That I debunked. You might after. bitch at me for my 11. No. But I. I feel like I your so 11 many, might be the same as mine. Okay. Actually, now that you're saying. My that. 15 is, and I know it remains to be seen, but Mike Trout. Okay. I just think he's going to end up being there in that discussion. Yes. Uh, 14, Frank Robinson. Okay. 13, Lou Gehrig. Uh, 12, Tom Seaver. 11, Mickey Mantle. Oh, okay. okay. 
I agree. You probably, okay, so Mickey do you have Mickey Mantle, Mantle in your so, top, top 10? No. Okay. No, no. That's cool. why I agree with it. I couldn't put him in the my, top 10. My honorable mention is Mike Trout. I, okay. I, I seriously think you're going to be talking about him at least in the top 15 once his career comes to an end. Yeah, so I think I there was somebody I was going to put at 15, and I sought him out with Mike Trout. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and go with your – who's your number 10? Cy Young. Okay. Cy Young. Absolutely. Is that one of your two pitchers that's in there, right? Yep. Okay. I think. So you have Roger. I think uh, Tom Seaver was one of my two pitchers in there. So I, I only have one pitcher in my top 10, and it's Roger Clemens. But, okay. Um, my number 10 is Ricky Henderson. Greatest base dealer of all time. Great. We'll never have that Absolutely. record broken. And arguably one of the best like center fielders and <laughs> For the time that he did play there, but now my number nine, you're or a left fielder, but my number nine, you're gonna bitch at, Honus Wagner. I'm not gonna bitch at that. That is my number nine. I still contend that, yeah. in my opinion, I'm surprised. I didn't look up the stats or anything, but uh, I thought he was the best, like the greatest shortstop of all time. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. My number nine's Alex Rodriguez. So we pretty much just put our shortstops at number nine. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, my number eight, Stan the Man Musel. Okay, he's my number seven. I have uh, Ted Williams at my number eight. I know, you're not going to like that. But <laughs> I think it's just a different time. No, I have Ted on my list. Okay, I know. But you have him probably higher. Much higher. Yeah. Um, going to number seven, Ty Cobb. Okay. <laughs> I have a number four. Okay. I've, I, it's okay. okay. And then, oh yeah, you said number seven for you is... Uh, Stan. Stan the man. Uh, number six for me is Walter Johnson. Okay. I didn't put him on my, even though I put him on my top rotation, I didn't put him yeah. on my top list. I have uh, Roger there. Okay. That's where you put Roger yeah. Clemens. That makes sense. Uh, number five, Hank Aaron. I have Hank Aaron's five too. Oh. We're so smart, Brian. Yeah. Now, number four is where I have Ted Williams. Okay. That's where I had Ty Cobb. Yes. And then I think we probably still have the top three. To, well, maybe, maybe not. Number three for me is Barry Bonds. Okay, he's my number two. Now, I, I really need to say this. The Major League was complicit in the steroid era, and I don't think it's right to just like yeah, de- absolutely to de- denigrate uh, Barry yeah. Bonds' like legend and all that. He is 100% a top three player. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I think you can blame all of that on – MLB as a whole, just rather than the players, you know, Bud Selig was just as much to blame it made for money, so a- allowing it and b- brushing it under the rug and just looking the other way um, rather than the players actually being. And here's my thing that I always say to people when we talk, when you talk about steroids, because obviously like Roger Clemens had a huge advantage from steroids as did Barry Bonds, as did Mark McGuire, blah, blah, blah. The thing about steroids, though, is that's not less, like people think about it making them big and strong and like able to just hit these huge fucking home runs or huge. Really, recovery. it's the recovery. It's that's, 100% recovery. That's the advantage there. But I was going to also say, I mean, 2001 to 2004, is that not, in your opinion, the most dominant like batting? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so your number three is? Willie Mays. Yeah. Number two here, and yeah. then I think we all have Ruth as number one. Yep. Yeah. 
Babe Ruth so. is number one, hands down. Yeah. The game does not look anything like it does without Babe Ruth. Absolutely. The Sultan of Swat. The Colossal of Clout. The Great Bambino. The greatest of Bambinos. Do you know what Gentlemen, Bambino means, Thomas? Um, I don't know. My my uh, it's baby. aunt used to call me It's Italian, Italian for baby, I think. Is it Italian? I think it's Italian. I thought it was Russian. Bambino? Oh. Is it a bambino? I think it's Italian for Russian. Or, or Italian for baby. Italian for Russian. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. Yeah, Italian to English. You guys did. Hey, who are you, sir? I think Aaron is the moderator I'm of this thing. I'm just trying to tell you to Aaron, do a good job. Jesus Christ. How do you think we did? Give me a break. I think besides the fact that you and I are, are capitalizing on, like, Mitch Moreland. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm rich, and, Mitch. And, 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 uh... Yeah, I Ellis mean, Andrews? Mike yeah. Napoli, Kevin Minch, <laughs> like you guys did okay, but I think there's Hank some room for improvement. But David, David Lucci just killed me. Y'all missed that. Yeah. So yeah, let's uh, throw in their uh, Taylor Tea Garden too. <laughs> <laughs> throw them in where <laughs> the Creek View, one of the best um... catchers of all time. <laughs> so this could be controversial, but my catcher is um, Taylor Tea Garden. <laughs> <laughs> he played all but uh, 32 games, but. Boy, was he not. He's productive. on my all-time Creekview uh, Major League Baseball player list. He, he is he, number one. Okay, don't, don't, okay, I feel, I feel bad because his mom was like a, like an, like a first aid or whatever. I don't care. I'm not shitting on her she mom. She was so sweet. I'm not shitting like, on, no, on him no, no, either. No, 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 no. It's, it's funny, it's funny because like when he, when he popped off like our senior year of high school, I was like, he's only gonna like play like seven games and he's gonna yeah. be taken out. I think he played like almost an entire season that. <laughs> no, yeah. he, he didn't play that much. Oh, I recognize this guy. No, I don't. Taylor Teagarden? He played quite a bit, dude. He's older. He, he went to high school with us for like a year, and then he... I he think was born f- in 83. No. That's what I'm saying. Taylor Teagarden yeah, he's 36, from Carrollton, dude. Texas? I thought he was his 2008 that. was his first season. And yeah, he uh, played looks in... familiar. Yeah, he played like... Uh, for, for the Rangers. In 2009, he played like 60 games. He played for the Cubs, too. But yeah, he was never... He was always like an alternate catcher. Anyway, yeah, he was not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It did, if you look at his Wikipedia, it doesn't even show where he went to high school. Crackies. Oh, no, uh, yeah, it, it does. It definitely says on Graduated from Creekview High School, 2002. Yeah, yeah, no, just missed us. Who was, was it David Blow that also went to Creekview and he played for the Lions last Whoa. season? For I can tell you this right That's now. Um, yeah, David Blow. No, yeah, he, the only other player from Creekview is Hayden Howard. No, that's not true because there was David Blow. There was also one of the brothers, the Wilson brothers that played for the Cowboys and the Browns. David Blow, uh, quarterback. I said baseball. Oh, I was talking about sports in general. Oh, I'm talking about baseball. I'm talking about sports. I'm talking about Mountain Dew, baby. (laughs) 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 The Cowboys right guard. That'll never not get me. I love that one. Oh, yeah. His his, uh, parents go to my sister's. Or my brother, and then, uh, sister and brother lost church. He's been he's been there a few times. But. Defensive tackle for the 49ers before injury. Solomon Thomas I'm is from say, Cop Brian, Hill. I think your list was so much more found and based than Nathaniel's. <laughs> David Blow is active. I would love. I, I would have loved to see Aaron come up with one of these lists. I just want to know what it would be. Oh, I would make a joke of it. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised on some of the stats and all that. David Blow. I did have a, I did have a little type up on Lou Gehrig, but all, but I was like, yeah. you could have oh, wow. talked about Lou Gehrig. No, 
It's more just about his stoicism and all that. Just like oh, yeah. who he is as a person. I'm a stat head, dude. I don't, give a, where I don't was, give a fuck about Satchel his Page? diseases. Where was... I didn't put Cy Young on there because he never won a Cy Young award. Where um, was the kid that pitches Jesus. like his ambidextrous pitcher? Why isn't he on that list? Pat Vendetti? Yeah. Because he's yeah. not that great. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's Page, so good they took him out of the league. Satchel Page had the longevity, but he was not like ever like a super dominant pitcher. Well, Your list was home. great, Nathaniel. And Thank you. Yours was too, Brian. Thank you. I love you. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that conversation. Thank you, guys. I learned you. a lot. There's a lot of history moments that I, you know. Hey, yeah. guys, you did a great job. Hey, thank, I think, thanks, Tom. So I love you. I had this idea. I love you too, man. Thanks. For like Fuck when you, Brian. we do hey, br- more. Brian, I love you. I don't love you, I love you, Brian. you too, Nathaniel. I fucking hate you. Aaron, I love you. When we do like more you, of these Aaron. sports. Thomas, I, want... I love you too. Nate, I love you. Brian, I love you. Fuck you, Brian. I want Listeners, we love you. All three of you to do a top five for hockey whenever like, oh, we God, get to hockey. Mike Madonna, Darian Hatcher, Brett Hole, <laughs> number five, Marty Wayne Turco. Gretzky. You really <laughs> forgot Sergei Zuboff, the I guy was who made there, you dickhead. <laughs> Emil, <laughs> Emilio Estevez. <laughs> you dickhead. Aaron, like that Bye-bye. one. Adam, Mighty, Adam Goldberg. Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. <laughs>